Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Welcome to the Sports Offensive, everybody. Uh, my name is Mark Demas, and we are coming to you live from Broomfield, Colorado. It is a wonderfully cloudy, dark, rainy morning, which is exceptional. Uh, it is supposed to clear up later today and be a pretty nice week until we get snow next on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, something like that. I'm not sure exactly what day. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Sports Offensive. Uh, please do visit our website at sportsoffensive.com. This week, we are going to cover, for sure, the Maryland debacle. Uh, we're going to review the end of the World Series and the Dodgers' uh, back-to-back failure to capture the trophy. Uh, this is also the big-time statement Saturday in college football. We've got a showdown Sunday in the NFL. I mean, we've got some big, big football games coming up this weekend. And uh, also, we, if we have some time, we'd like to dive into uh, the big-time fantasy performers. We're kind of getting to that stretch run in fantasy football where you need to go, uh, you know, uh, four and one or, or, you know, five and two or something like that as you head towards week 13 to uh, make those playoffs. If you're still in contention and most teams are, unless you have like that one win team, or you don't have to really worry about it. If you're like JP and you're eight and no JP, how does it feel to have an undefeated season sitting on there? Boy, you just want to try to jinx me as much as you can because we're playing each other this week. And I've got so many buys. You're going to crush me. Uh, you know, it feels good to be 8-0. You, know? um, you know, like I said, I, I took the, my championship in fantasy baseball this year being my second year. Uh, you know, had a little rough year of drafting. I, I went with the rookies, McCaffrey and uh, Dalvin Cook. Cook obviously got hurt. Oh, last season. Last season. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey wasn't used the right way that he should have been by uh, Ron Rivera down there. And um, so, yeah, you know, we did a little different draft strategy this year, but I'm, uh, I'm really happy with uh, everything and the way the team's gone. I'm happy with some pickups uh, across the way. And, uh, yeah, couldn't be happier. Well, you know, you look at your fantasy football team, especially if you're doing like um, – I'm sure a lot of us do ESPN for some of our leagues. Uh, it's one of the – you know, it's cheap, and, or, I mean, it's free, and it's relatively well-designed. Um, we do use my, my fantasy leagues for our dynasty league, and that is just because – uh, it's a very long-term league. We're hoping to make it go for about 10 or 12 years. And that's a really fun league. I hope, to when we get near the end of the fantasy season, to do a really deep review of that league to kind of give people an idea of what a dynasty is compared to other leagues and how you have to think about things and how you have to think about pickups as you're looking at everything from an extremely long-term type of thing uh, instead of a short-term type of thing. So um, anyway, uh, I, I was going to say, what is nice to see is when you look at your team and you see those numbers after your player – that are, indicate where they rank in that position. Yeah. And when you look at your team, I believe you've got a one, a two, and a three with uh, – Something like that. <laughs> you've got Cooks. At a, Cooks is either a three or a four or – two or three or a four. I can't remember. I uh, think he's a – Not I, Cooks. I'm sorry. Uh, Cousins. Cousins, yeah. And then you have Kamara, which I think is number one. And then uh, who's the other guy you have that's uh, – well, Juju Schuster is pretty high up there. Uh, Thielen. Oh, Thielen, number one. So, yeah, when you've got four players like that that are just lighting it up – uh, makes fantasy football really fun and more in football than in fantasy baseball. If you have one dominating player and two good players, you're going to win most weeks because you're going to hit like 100 to 120, 130 points. And a lot of leagues, that's enough to win. I mean, yeah, sure, you got the guy who has Mahomes and Kels or Mahomes and uh, Hunt and uh, somebody else and they score 180, so you don't win. And you and I also know, I think both you and I have had 
uh, one week this year where we scored over 190. And for me, it wasn't in the Fanatics League. It was in a different league. But uh, I have one league where I am 6-1 uh, and one or 7-1. and one, whatever, mm-hmm. I have one loss, whatever it is. Your Dynasty League. Uh, no, no, I wish. Oh, okay. uh, that's in my Oregon League, which is my oh, biggest the Oregon, money Okay, league. the Oregon League. Okay. So it makes me very happy because it's the biggest money league. And uh, I've got a fantastic team. I've actually got some of the players that you've got. And it's really wild because I haven't scored less than 135 since week one. Right. Which is the week that I lost because for some reason my team just didn't show up. And it's really funny because you think about, you look at your team and you think this is a dominating team. As long as I don't have an injury come up, I've got everything set. I don't have to pick up people off waivers just to start so I can use the waiver wire and keep my position to actually grab those good players that are going to help me down the stretch and in the playoffs. And all you have to think about is all it takes is one bad injury or one week where your team just doesn't show up for some reason. Everybody just has a bad week at the same time. Right. And you're, boom, you're out of the playoffs. Oh, of course. That's, that's always the way it, it goes. And that happened to you before, I believe, when you, were, uh, you went undefeated before, didn't you? Or, or lost one game, and then you lost in the, in the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, something like that. That uh, thing just doesn't want to connect. Yeah, uh, it, it, it just, it's not showing any audio on. We're trying to, we, we record on GarageBand uh, in case uh, um, it's Blog, Blog Talk drops <laughs> us, but it's not picking it up today for some reason. I'm not hmm. sure why. Um, but yeah, you're right. No, it's, uh, it's not one of these, right? You don't no, no, it should be. It might. It actually phone. just might be this connector. It, what it oh, could you need be. Another one. I've got a whole bunch. Yeah, if you can pull one out real quick. So we're just going to talk. But uh, yeah, I ended now, up. JP, um, you never pull out. No. <laughs> um, I, I lost a playoff game, and I, I lost, I think, my first round playoff game, and I literally would have went on um, after you looked at all the final scores. Uh, I would have went on to um, beat everyone else in the playoffs. That's nothing is more frustrating when you uh, see that, or especially like when you make a last minute start, like I was going to win the championship last year. Instead, I yanked out Blake Bortles and yep. put in Nick Folk and Folk had like five points against. I, at first I was all excited because Bortles started off with his two picks and, you know, three yards or whatever, yep. but then you forget, Oh, it's Bortles. How does he do it? The second half is when he scores his 35 points. And he always had like four points in the first half. It's just yeah. his nature of play. Uh, unless, of course, except for the week when he got benched, of course. Oh, so yeah. uh, we do want to throw out a happy birthday to Nate Dog. Uh, Nate Dog and his lady Joanna were supposed to come on the show this morning. Now, my prediction last night was <laughs> no way in hell no way. are you guys going to wake up in time to come do the show. They are not here. So I would say my prediction is right, but they could, they could end up walking up at any point. You um, never know. Joanna was talking a lot of smack last night, too. Well, that tends to happen when you're drinking. Yes. And, <laughs> and the more you drink, the more smack you talk, and the more likelihood that you're going to oversleep your, uh, what you're going to do. But um, Also, uh, going to get to see some uh, longtime friends today for lunch. I haven't oh, seen cool. in a few years. Got Chavez's parents are in town. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, he did uh, say that last night. Yeah, yeah, and I've known them since I think I was yeah. five and a half. So I've yeah. uh, known them for a really long time, and they're just great people. I uh, also wanted to throw out a shout-out to uh, – our buddy Corey, who uh, won baseball this year, and has won quite a few titles in our in our local uh, or not local, but our our uh, you know our fantasy leagues that we have with like, lots of friends. And uh, he threw money into a gambling account for the first time, and he's he's not going crazy like we do. He's throwing a little bit of bets on uh, soccer. He loves to watch Premier League and um, the German League, and he also throws he's gonna throw some bets on UFC and things like that. But either way, uh, we're happy to join him or have him join the degenerate crowd. Uh, we look forward to helping you uh, reach down into the depths of despair uh, of your soul as you begin to take on more and more of uh, of the rest of our activities. So, <laughs> congratulations to that, and thank you for the uh, referral bonus. I'll, I'll take that $100 of house money, and I'll, oh, I'll do well go. with it. Nothing wrong with that. Won the uh, unders on Virginia last night. Uh, got real nervous as uh, you got to the end of the game, but then 
Uh, I, I actually, at one point, I thought it was 46 points, and I was scared to death that Pittsburgh was going to kick a field goal instead of just run the clock out. Right. And then I realized that I had I added wrong. It was only 36. Oh, so it was like, oh, sweet. There's uh, only a minute yeah. and a half left. They're not scoring And, and that field was absolute trash. Oh, was it I, raining? Oh, it was more than raining. I mean, it would look <laughs> okay. like a mud bowl. Actually, it was, it was, uh, yeah, the ACC Coastal Division is uh, looking like pure crap right now. I mean, they are just horrid. Anybody can beat anybody on any, any given day. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you look at it and it's like, good Lord, it's like Virginia got ranked, they lose, BC got ranked, they lost. And Pitt they got blown up by Penn State earlier. And Virginia's been playing good football, too. And they throw on uh, through a bet on the buffs as well. I mean, no little small, tiny bet just for fun because they're playing on Friday and we're going to be out and about. And uh, boy, they sure look good to start that game. They were Did scoring it? lots of points. What was the bet you placed points. again? I was three points. It was a plus three or. or they were. It was, it was, I think the, I think she was get, favored by three. No, they were. They were. They were a three point underdog. underdog. Three. Okay. Yeah, it was. A, it was an underdog. That's why I looked at it going. And what did they lose by eight? Uh, eight or ten. Eight or ten, and without looking at my without looking at my phone, the biggest problem. And you saw Oregon lay an lay an egg uh, um, oh, last, last week. Against Washington? Uh, no, against Arizona. That's oh, that's eight. right. It was Arizona. Yeah, the, the whole thing with it is uh, Arizona and Summerlin, their new coach that came from Texas A and M after he got fired, um, is literally uh, they're, they're finding a way to get used to his offense right now, and. Um, their, uh, their Heisman hopeful candidate got hurt this year a little bit and he's been playing like crap, but the last few games, he's been looking like a Heisman hopeful again. What, what part did he hurt? Uh, something lower body. Okay. I believe it was. I, I don't know if it was a running hip. back or QB. QB, QB. Okay. They had a really good QB. Um, people had Arizona really, really highly uh, touted this year, and BYU went in the second game of the season and, and crushed them. Now, who won the Heisman last year? Was it Saquon? No, Saquon wasn't even close. Um, Mayfield? Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Oh, it was Mayfield. Yeah, okay. Mayfield did win the Heisman last year. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, look for Arizona to finish out this year strong. I'd like to look at the next couple of games and see what the point spreads and the over-unders are going to be because they are capable of scoring a lot of points. You think they got a shot at maybe getting in the Pac-12 championship? Uh, the record now should be 4-4. Four and four. I don't think that puts oh, them in the many games South. Uh, well, 11 or 12. The, it just, the, the, well, with the conference championship, it'd be 12. So 11 going into the conference championship. Oh, it's 11 for a normal season and yeah. one for a championship. Unless you – some playoffs. like um, if you have to go to – I forget the whole – there's a whole Hawaii rule in there too. If you play Hawaii, you get an extra weekend off or something like that. I don't, I don't know if they had to play them this year. I know Hawaii's well, been I mean, all play, over the place. Do you play an extra game or do you just get an extra week off? Uh, I'll tell me right, because I mean, sure. you could say like we you know, the season is probably what fourteen weeks long, and then because some teams have like two buys, some have three. Right. So, um, just kind of how you, how you design everything. Before we forget, we do want to ask you to do us a huge favor. If you can go to Facebook and like us, go to Twitter and follow us. We're at both under the handle at the SPT Offensive. You can find us on Instagram at the handle the Sports Offensive with underscores between the uh, words. Uh, head to our station website, thesportsoffensive.com. You go there, you can learn about us. You can check out our multiple shows, listen to the current episodes and prior episodes. Again, that's at thesportsoffensive.com. You can also find there JP's Upsets of the Week in College Football and Nate's Gambling Corner for the NFL. And if you've been following these bettors, uh, you know you're doing or having a great season. In fact, I have turned from doing my own bets to following the bets <laughs> from here because the, they've just been doing so well. I think in like total for the year, I think we were up somewhere between thirteen and $1,500 
if you've been doing the fifty dollar bets on yep. the uh, uh, normal games and then doing the uh, hundred dollar bets on the uh, locks of the week, which right, you, know, right. you have one, and then mm-hmm. Nate has his bonus bet, and you have your lock of the week. I've got a couple. I got the lock of the week, which is a little scary, um, and we'll get into that in a little bit later. And well, I got how is it a lock of the week? <laughs> it's, well, because uh, somebody threw the voodoo jinx on him. Uh, unfortunately, we'll get into that. I got a couple other games. There's there's games all over the board this weekend. Like I said, it's statement Saturday. Can't wait to sit down and watch football all day long. And you were saying that the spreads are really small today. The spreads are real small, and they're real interesting in a lot of games. So especially with a lot of top teams playing, um, some you know better teams in the kind of Penn State's uh, you know obviously I think they're 14th. They're going to be playing Michigan. Notre Dame number four has to go into Northwestern, well, who has well, been knocking off. Uh, literally top 25 teams. When did Pitt get thrashed by Penn State? Was that last week? Uh, no, that was the uh, second week of the season, and that oh, was that in an absolute – yeah, it was, it was an absolute deluge of rain where they just went, went to town on them. Ah. Is that kind of a hard game for you? Because, I mean, is Pitt like your se- second favorite college? Oh, I hate Pitt. Oh, you hate Pitt? Okay. <laughs> the, the, the shirts that we always were around because we played every, every year for a long time, and then Pitt didn't want to agree to do like four at our place and one at theirs because we had – obviously Beaver oh, Stadium, and they yeah. had they, – well, they didn't have Heinz Field yet, actually. So they had the old Pitt Stadium, which was the, – the they, cra- they play the, the Steelers home? Yeah, now they do. They had an old stadium piece of crap where Dan Marino played his ball at. But um, we used to have Puck Fit as our shirts um, for the game day. Oh, Marino played for Pitt. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Marino paid for Pitt. Uh, who else played for? There's a couple people that played for Pitt. It's they had really good football programs back in the 80s and 90s. Early, 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 Larry Fitzgerald yeah. played there, right? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald came from there. Yeah, it's always fun when I can remember at least a couple of players uh, where they played at college. I, I don't watch college enough to remember, but for the big school or for the big time players, a lot of times, um, at least you know, especially since having this show that I kind of yeah. keep more. Both gambling, you know, yeah, yeah. You gambling, gambling helps uh, keep better track of things. Now we didn't come up with our own sports offensive trivia question this I, week. I got one if you we need got, one. Well, I was going to say we should. I want to do the one we had. I could do yours too. But I want to do the the one that Captain Chavez gave us oh, yeah, last I could, night about the gambling. I could barely hear him when he was saying it. Oh, okay. So the question is, what are the two largest spreads in betting history? Oh, that's right. So that's, and we're talking the, NFL. NFL. Yeah, yeah. and the, it's a point spread between two teams. Um, and uh, I, 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 there's no hint I can give you really without giving something away. So, right, right. Um, but we'll go over that. So, I, I, I mean, we can't really guess because I'm sure you probably heard the spreads. Uh, or if you didn't, you can try. Um, I'm pretty – Close to probably what it was. But I tell you what, one of the spreads I think I probably would have bet, but the other one, no way I would have bet it. But, of yeah. course, one of them happened before I was born, so there's a little hint for you. <laughs> um, now, what was the question that you had? Uh, so, right now, LSU, the number three team in the country, is going to play the number one team in the country at home, is a 14.5-point underdog. Name the coach and the program uh, and the year um, <clears throat> that uh, someone beat – Nick Saban as a 14 plus point under a 14 or more point underdog. Like the opposing team was, was an underdog of 14 points and, and still beat Saban. Yes. So just a side question. I know he's played coached Alabama and LSU. Has yes. he coached any other teams? Well, he's been an assistant coach all around the country. Mm, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> but uh, those head are the coach. two head coaches coaching. Jobs so just those two. Okay. Just those two. Okay. So we know, uh, so we got to figure out who it was he played against. Wow, that'll be tricky especially it, for me. And it didn't happen that long ago. That's the that's the thing I forgot. Oh, okay, so. interesting. <laughs> and uh, if you want to call in and, and uh, give a guess for the trivia questions, please feel free nine two nine four seven seven three two zero four and nine two nine four seven seven 
888-627-3204. Nate Dog, if you do happen to stumble to your feet and you want to call into the show, you and Joanna are both welcome to do so. Hope you're uh, feeling okay out there. And uh, uh, you were out there until the end, I think. I, I headed home early. Mm-hmm. Um, how loaded was everyone at the end of the night? Uh, Joanna was getting her, her, uh, her fix on. Nate was pretty under control. Uh, Rusty, had to, uh, Rusty had a pint. And um, the guys that, I forget their names, uh, they kind of took off. And then uh, the other girl kind of went, they all went back to their place because another girl went back to their place. Um, that Misty or, or Whitney. Oh, Whitney. Whitney. Yeah. yeah. Ended Whitney up, and Matt were probably over there. Yeah. The, Whitney didn't want to come down to the bar and everything. So, but yeah, we yeah, only stayed out to like 1045. I was trying to tell her when she said they were going home. I was like, don't ever go home if you plan to party. Because yeah. if you go home, you're, you're never going back, back out. out. <laughs> this gets too comfortable. Rule number like, one. We're too old to pretend that we've got that kind of energy that we had when we were in college. And it was like, hey, it's 9 o'clock. We should start drinking now so we can go out and party. Exactly. Whereas now you're like, it's 930? Boy, it's about time to be getting close to bed, you know? So um, just the patheticness of waking up at, you know, 530 every morning uh, and being an adult, which, you know, man, it sucks. I can go back to being a kid where I don't have to pay bills and don't have to, you know, don't have to go to work every day, get summer vacation. Of course, you also don't get to drive, and uh, you don't get to buy weed and beer, and you don't get to gamble, and you don't get to uh, decide how long you want to play a video game one night. So <laughs> there are advantages to both sides. Yes. Again, if you want to call into the show, 929-477-3204. So we're going to jump into the uh, Mayweather and Khabib uh, extravaganza that they are saying is going. Uh, Mayweather seems to be very confident it's going to happen. I think he just wants the money. Well, of course Mayweather wants the money. Is money Mayweather? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he wants the money right now. He wants the money. Um, so here's the here's the lowdown because Dana White had a meeting in L.A. with some promoters. Then he came on um, Get Up and First Take and pretty much said that if this is ever going to go down, he's like, first off, he's like, it's going to be in the octagon. We're not going into the boxing ring. Oh, interesting. He wants to get the big chair. Yeah, he's like, I'm not letting Khabib go and box. He's under contract by me. He's not doing it. It was a nice spectacle to go see McGregor do it. He's like, but these guys are facing charges in Las Vegas right now, you know. (laughs) So, (laughs) and, you know, Connor just, Connor got away with some, you know, lesser charges about throwing the the hand truck through the window on the bus. And um, now are the are the fighters facing charges or their their teams? Multiple. I mean, it's the teams, it's the fighters. Uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission is basically looking, reviewing. Um, Dana White actually came out with a good. He's like, we were ready for that situation, but Khabib went over that that octagon, that fence so fast. He's like, my guy got a hand on him, and all of a sudden he was gone. <laughs> Because uh, they knew that there was one guy in Connor's corner that was absolutely talking so much trash to Habib that it was ridiculous, and they hated why, each other. Why talk all that kind of smack if your guy loses? Hey, you got to be a purpose, purpose yeah. Irish whiskey. I just, oh, maybe yeah, maybe maybe McGregor's like, hey, we got to sell some of this stuff. So I'm sure McGregor made a, a, a pretty penny on his whiskey and that fight. So, oh yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't think uh, I, I can see why Dana White would feel that way. You're like, you know, I let them do this in their side to get the spectacle, to, yeah. kind of, to kind of broach the subject of mixing the two sports together. I guess the other question is, if he says, no, it has to happen in the ring with Mayweather, does that mean it has to be an MMA fight as opposed to a boxing match? Because there's no way Mayweather is going to do an MMA fight. He has no idea how to do holds. He has no idea how to grapple. Uh, he doesn't. And that's the thing. And Khabib's not a puncher. I mean, Khabib, uh. Khabib tried at the third 
the third round, uh, the the McGregor fight, he tried to punch with McGregor, and he realized he couldn't do it real fast. Yeah, I you <laughs> so, know I think it's because you think back to the very first few UFCs back when they had Shamrock and Royce Gracie and uh, I think his name was Dan something, uh, the wrestler dude who actually wore like the standard black wrestling trunks like a WWF wrestler. But you talking about wrestler. Brock Lesnar? No, it was way before. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, 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 back. This is like the first like four or five okay. UFCs where oh, you did mention where they were like the tournaments, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like every time you saw a, a fighter, a puncher, you saw them just get even they were a kickboxer, they got destroyed they by did. the wrestlers and the grapplers. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching Shamrock a lot in the first couple days of MMA and UFC and whatever it was called. Like now we have Bellator, we have all kinds of things. Right, this was just UFC back then. I think. yeah. And um, Shamrock would literally get you on the ground and just do anything he wanted to you. Yeah. You know, and if, unless you could get get a punch in on him, you know, a good one, he was just going to take you down to the ground. Yeah. And people forget <laughs> that it was a tournament thing. You you yeah. fought three or four matches in one one day mm-hmm. to win the title. You did. Uh, which I still think they should go back to. It, it'd be cool because I mean, mm-hmm. if if you look at the the stamina, I mean, when when here's my opinion. Of, we talked about Habib and McGregor a lot. McGregor in the first round, I think, was gassed because he was just, I mean, Habib had all his weight on him. He was moving him around the ring. His head was put, sure. just punching on his chest, you know, the whole time, rubbing it around. And, you know, McGregor would look gassed to me in the first round. And that seems to be his problem. Mm-hmm. His stamina is his problem, which is amazing when you look at the guy. You're like, that guy looks like a physical specimen. How is yeah, he getting so tired? Think, yeah. But you know what? Maybe he doesn't have big lungs. And that is a I mean, you actually, your lungs do change size on when you work out, and they may not be as long because he's a short guy. And so if he's fighting people who are taller, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, just, you're, it's the same thing with like working out, right? Like you can say like a short, shorter people tend to have better definition when they work out yeah. because it's a smaller muscle. It is. And you, it is. You now you can be just as strong and lift just as much weight, but you can look at a guy who's really tall and be like, oh, he doesn't look very strong. His arms are kind of thin, but then realize how long that muscle right, right. is. And it's, it doesn't matter how much it is, or it matters how much there is total. It doesn't matter if it's in one spot, a little spot, a big spot. It's, it's how much muscle fiber is there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think maybe maybe McGregor looks stronger than he is. Than he actually looks is. looks in better shape than he is. Or maybe it's easier to be in good shape when you're that small I think and when, high when, metabolism. I don't know. When you have a high metabolism and you're that small, I think uh, I think it's it's easier to look like you're in a lot better shape than you might be. I know my friend, one of, I got a couple friends that wrestled, and they were on the smaller side. And, um, you know, you look at them, they're strong, but, you know, you put them in somebody with, a, you know, if you start smothering them like, you know, Habib did to McGregor, there's not much you can do sometimes, you well, know. If you've got weight on you, what are you really going to do? I mean, exactly. If, if a person weighs more than you, than you can push, then you're going to get dominated. Yeah, and, that, and that's what it comes down to. It's, it's like, you know, there's two different styles in the UFC. It's, it's you got your grapplers, you got your punchers, and, or your kickboxers, and, uh, you know, uh, Ronda Rousey is a grappler. She really wasn't a puncher, and you could tell mm-hmm. that when she fought Holly Holm. It, God, so I I was all Ronda Rousey up until right before the fight when they actually showed what Holly Holm did in her last couple of fights. Gone. Oh, I think she's gonna get her ass out. Yeah. I, I I saw some of the kicks she was throwing and everything. Like, cause I mean, she's a, a, now, a she, kickboxer. Didn't she lose? She like, lost. Yes, yeah, she lost the next match. So it, you know, which is great. I think it's good for a UFC to have that to have the unpredictability. I mean, but you also do think, like, you want that one star, right? That yes. person that doesn't lose, that Hulk Hogan that – I know that wasn't real. But right, right. Yeah, the Hulk Hogan, you have your – You're uh, Mike Tyson that took 31 Tyson. fights until Buster sure. Douglas put him on his butt 
over in Tokyo in a Tokyo the, Dome and, and Tyson with a big old fat eye and a bloody lip. Oh, he hit me so hard. He hit me like a fucking mule kick. See, I didn't have the money to, to watch that pay-per-view back then. And I'm pretty young. And uh, my dad didn't watch boxing. So I just remember, like, all you got to see were pictures. Yeah. Because they wouldn't show video. No they won. What, they won. Just yeah, and you photos. Just, yeah. And you're like, well, it looks like Tyson fell down there. And they're like, oh, it was his first time he fell, but they didn't count it as a fall. And it's like, how can you be on your back? And not call it a fall. <laughs> that, I agree I, with you on that one. <laughs> you know, just, I, and I think it's because they wanted to keep the mystique alive, wanted to keep the magic alive, right? Yeah. This guy was an epic fighter. Because I mean, how good was Buster Douglas going to be? Oh, I mean, yeah. come on! <laughs> that was like it was, it was like considered like a, a goof fight, right? Like it was yes, like, like it was, they were was, giving him a, a, that's, a cream they, they, they did it in the Tokyo Dome to put all those people in it because Tokyo mm. just sold that. I mean, I don't know how many thousands of people were there. I well, yeah, never had a chance to see him live. Yeah, and they put it in the Tokyo Dome. Buster Douglas was supposed to be a stooge coming into the ring and get knocked out. And, and, like, right at, and I think Buster lost either his next fight or, or the two fights I think later. it was two fights. I think he won his next fight because they put a stooge in against right, him. Right, which is what your promoter's going to do. Though. Like After you win your title, we want to get you at least two or three title yeah. defenses against weak challenges. And then some, I don't even remember, I, I think some no-name knocked him out in like the third round. I, I could be was, wrong. I thought it was Lennox Lewis. It could, it could have been. It's, it's so far long ago that yeah. I just I can't remember. I know Lennox time. had his run, and then Lennox just kind of fell off the face of the earth. I missed that. You know when we had like Hagler or not Hagler, um, but you had Tyson, you had uh, Holyfield, you had Lennox Lewis, you had Buster Douglas, and who was that other guy that uh, Tyson got like a two or three match thing against, or maybe it was Holyfield, um, uh, Riddick Bow. It might have been, it, yeah, it might have been Riddick Bowe. I Bo. think it was Riddick Bowe. And there was one other guy. But let me, you know what? Like, I didn't even watch that much boxing. Yeah. And I can remember all you those fighters. You can remember those fighters. Right now, How it's like. How many fighters do you think of? You know, I, they're, and none of them are heavyweights. I don't even, I couldn't name a heavyweight fighter right, right now. I mean, they're all, you know, lightweights. You know, you, you think of, uh, you think of, geez, you think of um, Triple G and uh, and uh, Canelo and. And uh, there's there's a guy I'm missing here. That's one I mean, of there's the, the two Russian dudes. Yeah. The push cows or whatever they um, I still can't believe he dumped Hayden Panette, or or did he? He cheated on her. But... Hayden Panera. Oh, Panera, is that her name? Panera, but no, Pantan. I thought it was Panetta or Pianetti or yeah, something, something yeah. with a P. Yeah, boy, she was <laughs> sure was gorgeous when she was in Heroes. Yeah, I haven't seen her a whole lot since then, but I'm guessing that she's still a knockout. But yeah, if I remember right, she was on Nashville, the TV show. She's hot, but yeah, she, she had was. she had a kid. She went through a little postpartum depression, which uh, yeah sucks. But uh, yeah, she's still hot. Oh yeah, she's I mean, tiny she'll, girl, she'll, tiny she'll, girl. Yeah, she's that was the funniest thing about those two is he's like six eight. Oh yeah, six, he's, nine, here. he's here, and she's like five foot or maybe four eleven. It does make you kind of wonder if about she's five foot. <laughs> makes you wonder about the sex though, right? Like same thing with like Shaquille when he was married to that really short gal. Like, do they have to do nothing but cowgirl? Uh, you know, I mean. I, how would, I, I how guess, would you do any other position? Well, I mean, well, missionary, it, I guess. Well, I mean, the perfect example would be uh, a sixty-nine would be the perfect size. If you put well, it in terms, I can't turns. imagine. Wouldn't you Uh-oh. think that, like, I, I don't, I don't be too graphic, but I'm just thinking that <laughs> bodies wouldn't reach each other's mouth. I wouldn't think. Well, you think about where you have to be. You take right. out half of his. You take on all his legs. I guess it depends on if his legs are the, are the <laughs> biggest part of his height or if it's his torso. I was thinking it was his torso. That was uh, the I, longest I, part. I think, uh, I think you, uh, you get rid of those long legs, and she's the perfect huh. size. Well, you know what, Shaquille or uh, Kleshkow, if you are listening to the show, if you could please call, call in, in and let us know. We'd <laughs> love to talk about that topic. It's 929-477-3204. Well, if it's a fight in the octagon, so what, what is our thought? I mean, it, it's going to be – it would have to be a boxing match still, right? Um, Mayweather's going to say it has to be a boxing match. Dana White's not going to let it happen and, unless the right money comes around. He wouldn't say – he said no to it, but he said – 
certain things have to fall into place if it was going to happen. So it's probably if you can get a bigger share of the of the of the prize. <laughs> right, right. And you know that Holyfield's gonna or uh, not Holyfield May, uh, Mayweather, he's gonna demand probably seventy percent. Well, and and here's the thing, you know that the the biggest uh, pay per views right now, the last two biggest ones all involved uh, UFC fighters. So he wants the bigger share is what he wants because he says that even though it's Mayweather, well, we're drawing, we're, draw. we're the draw, you know? Fair so, enough. Fair you know, enough. cause yeah, the second biggest pay-per-view outside of Mayweather uh, was, was uh, Habib and, and McGregor. Oh really? Yeah. When who won that fight? Habib McGregor. Habib. That was well, just was there, oh, that wasn't the second one. That was that was just a one fight. They haven't done two. No, no, no. I haven't done two yet. No, oh, no. I thought they, I thought that was just was, October was second one. I'm getting there confused with Canelo yeah. and Triple you're, G. Yeah, you're. Yeah, that's <laughs> Canelo Triple G, and that was that didn't even come close to the Habib McGregor fight. No, no, no. That thing was way overhyped for it, it was. for the actual interest in. And that. and the thing is, is you kind of knew the outcome because you know Triple G wasn't going to get a decision in Vegas at and, all. And it was crazy when you think how many people were upset about the decision. Yes. And the other problem is you don't like fights that go to decisions all the time because decisions mean that somebody has to be an opinion and exactly. everybody can have a bias. Right? Uh, yeah. What if you're like, well, I just really like Triple G. Well, there you go. Now you're going to say, well, if Triple G and they fought to a stalemate, I'm going to give it to Triple G. And that's well, the problem. I, it was I, a stalemate. The perfect example was Pacquiao down under in uh, Melbourne fighting that, that no name. And, you know, that, that kid got one round in on Pacquiao. And Pacquiao dominated the fight. And they gave it to the other guy. It's like, what were you watching? Yeah. Exactly. And it was way off, too, in the scoring. It was just like. What fight did you just watch? I'd like you, to say, are you on a TV somewhere watching a fight some, somewhere else around the world? See, I want to say, like, if you don't, if you, I think you should say in a boxing match, if you don't, if there isn't a winner, then you each get like one, like, uh, like one half of what you were going to get money wise, and the rest of it goes to the boxing commissioner or the boxing league or whatever it is. Something needs to be done because, so that, yeah, because otherwise they fight for a stalemate. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, boxing is losing its its appeal because of all this. Because we don't have these knockdown artists, or the ref isn't letting him get to those points for safety reasons anymore. Which I understand all that, but you know, boxing well, is just losing. We want the entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> but it's losing its appeal because of these poor decisions that are coming out that make no sense. I mean, you 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 listen to Teddy Atlas, and Teddy Atlas will go off about decisions. Is that the dude with the mustache? No, Teddy Atlas is one of the all time great trainers. Uh, oh, trainer. Yeah, I'm sorry. So he's a uh, he he contributes to ESPN boxing um, with Max Kellerman, but Teddy Atlas will go off on some some of the decisions he sees. Yeah, I you know and and with the UFC, I think the reason they don't do the tournament thing anymore is because by having it in a tiered league where people have to fight to get up to a higher ranking level, that way you can have many more pay per view events. And yeah, and that's well, I mean, we got a pay per view tonight, Cormier right. and uh, right. the guy that's got lifetime Popeyes for life. <laughs> you had, that that was, could barely get through three rounds. He was so gassed, but with one punch, he'll knock you out. Oh man, lifetime of Popeyes. Uh, I'd, well, Boy, that'd be worth he, it. He, Dana White said he's like, well, I had to get him in the ring. I'm like, he's got lifetime at Popeyes. I can't let him sit. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, oh. Because uh, John Paul ah, jo- John Paul Jones is supposed to be in this fight with Comier, but he said John Paul Jones isn't ready to fight. Like he's injured? No, he's just not in shape enough. No. So he said, I got to give him a pass. He is one of the best fighters right now in UFC history. And uh, he's like, but how I, are you not in shape to fight if you're one of the best fighters? That's what I said. I was just listening to Dana and I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> so I'm I mean, in the is, ring. Is the guy going to drop down a few spots in the rankings? I mean, I, I that don't makes know, it sound man. like the rankings don't matter. Like you're not a number one contender doesn't necessarily mean that you're the number one contender. Yeah. It's like, you know, put him in the ring, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if you get, tell him to do three a day. Solve it in the ring. 
Uh, by the way, if any of you out there are uh, wondering if you should get the Red Dead Redemption 2, I have gotten it. I have to say, I've only played a little bit of it because I'm trying to finish Spider-Man before I uh, start really getting into it. But it is, it is really engrossing. And I can imagine how, how the game is going to go and how immersive it's going to be. Because, like, when you were, we were walking from one spot to another, right, with our horses and stuff. And when you get to a point where there was no, like, actions to be taken, right. you hold down, like, the center button on the controller. And it turns it into a movie. And it starts, like, like, like you know, like makes it a letterbox. So, like, okay. the top becomes dark and the bottom becomes right. dark and it moves in. And it starts doing things from different angles. And you don't, because you don't have any action to do. So, it just takes over everything. So, you can just watch it like a movie. It is really, really entertaining, and uh, I can see how this is going to get really engrossing as it goes on. I'm just—I probably played only like 30 minutes worth, seriously. And uh, basically, just you're a wagon-covered there, caravan there's going to the TV commercials about this game. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've seen. This this, is one I've of the seen the com- yeah, I've seen the yeah. commercials. So I would say it's—it it probably is going to be worth the money. I haven't, like I said, I've only just barely played it, but you can often get a sense early if a game is going to have enough entertainment value to be worth the money and that's really what it comes down to it's not whether or not the game is long or not and i know some people bitch about some games not being long enough that's not what does it for me if you if i had a really good time playing the game then that was worth the money that's what i'm paying for to be entertained not to say you need to give me so much of something you know i don't i don't go with that so just want to throw that in there real quick (laughs) before i forgot uh we'll go ahead and move along to the absolute debacle at the University of Maryland. This this is a this is a perfect example of how you do not handle a situation. Well, this is like the Urban Meyer thing. Yeah, it, it's like why you know I mean, how many people have left now? A uh, region has retired. A the director is retired. The president I think is retired. Uh, or resigned. I should he, say. Well, he he's actually he, he's going to retire in June. He, oh, he, right, here's in how June. it went down. The regents had their committee of Jordan McNair's death. Uh, have it happened with. <clears throat> strength and conditioning in off-season drills, and I found this out. Be the, uh, to be a strength and conditioning coach to get your accreditation, it's a 13-hour class. That's <laughs> well, all it is. But I mean, I, I guess it comes down to this: like they've obviously done the same kind of training, the same kind of program for a number of years, right? As long as he's mm-hmm. been coached there, and one person died. And I know, it's, and I'm not trying to say that it's not a horrific thing that happened to have this person die just playing the sport which is horrible practicing for a sport which is horrible and i feel terrible for his family but i guess what i'm wondering is isn't it just a fluke uh the number that i heard since about the year 2000 there have been 30 related deaths to about the same thing in ncaa or in the country Uh, in ncaa that's a stat i heard along the way since 2000 so about a little bit less than two, about 1.7 deaths a year. Yeah. Out of how many, now how many teams are there? 109? 131. And how many people on each roster? Uh, you get to carry uh, 85. And uh, actually you get to carry, you can actually carry 110, I think. So let's just go with 85. Yeah. So 85 times 130 teams. I don't even want to try and do that math in my head, but um, it's a little too early after drinking, but um, <laughs> that's what... Uh, I mean, it's a way over. It's a small it's percentage. Like Eight thousand. I mean, it's like that's a lot of yeah. players. That's like maybe like the, like ten thousand. The, the biggest players. thing that's in, just, in this case is the fact that they didn't recognize the signs of heat stroke or heat exhaustion. Um, I, his body temperature is something outrageously high. Yeah, so I, it, I, took I him hear... ni- it took him, I think, ninety minutes 
to actually recognize the signs. And at that point, his body was already shutting down. Right. So I guess I heard that what you're supposed to be doing is like basically an ice bath. Yeah, you're supposed to. You, you, shoving ice packs underneath the armpits and yeah. between the groin, wherever the, 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 the place right. where your lymph nodes are to cool off the yeah. blood. Yeah, you have to get the person, once they get to a tide, his internal body, his temperature was like, a, I think, 112 degrees. And I don't know if people know this, but you can't go way off of our normal temperatures. You can't like at all. That's why when, 99 is like, like, okay. Think about when we were kids and, oh, he has a temperature of 102 and people freak out because you can't go much higher than that. Right. I, I, I hit 105 one time when I was in eighth grade. It was right behind, you know, you had to take the Constitution test in eighth yeah. grade. And I missed the the actual test date. And I had to take it later. Sick I got. And I'll never forget my... Uh, I was at my dad's house and my uh, dad took my temperature because I just remember that I was laying on the couch and I really wanted to take a drink of water because my throat was dry. Mm-hmm. And I had a glass of ice water on the table, on the end table next to the couch. It took me like five minutes to get my arm to move to, oh, yeah. get it to take a drink because I was, I was, I had such a bad fever. Right. So they kind of were like, well, you, you know, like I was having trouble talking or like responding mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, this is not good. So they took my temperature and I was 105. And or 106, I think it's 105. And I remember my stepmom, like she didn't believe it. Like she was like, "Oh, we did it wrong. Let's do it over again." Right. And they're both they're both pharmacists, so they yeah. got you know they've been through you know a kind of a med school, right? I mean they know mm-hmm. they know some you know at least the basics, pre- right? Pretty intense. You know, I, I have a couple of friends that uh, two friends that are pharmacists back east, and they go through a pretty rigorous training about the signs, symptoms, and you know drug. Well, you have to know how the yeah. body works, yeah. and how how the chemicals from mm-hmm. the, the drugs are going to affect you. Yep. And so, you know, then they had to, they took my temperature and they got, they were really close to wanting to take me to the hospital. And they said, well, we're going to try and give it, they tried to give me an uh, aspirin order to break my fever. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, let's, we'll give that 20 minutes and see what happens. And I, I went down like two degrees and so yeah. they were like, okay, we think we're okay. But I just remember for like the next day and a half, it was like that. Like I constantly was like, they finally like, like they, thankfully the people started asking me like, you know, do you need anything? You know, yeah. and be like, be like, just like barely open your eyes, like water, <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, yeah. stuff like that. But, um, so I don't know. You know, like I think it doesn't take a whole lot of change in your body temperature to right, make you right. in danger zone. And I guess I don't know how recognizable the signs are. Are like, does it look a lot different from somebody who just is just exhausted, right? I mean, heat oh. exhaustion is something too, right? There's heat stroke, yeah, heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion. Heat. There's another heat one. Um, um, I, don't know, I can't remember. I, but, it's on the tip of my tongue. But, I know what you're talking about. But it, well, there's different signs and different warning signs. That it, the big thing came down to is how long it took them to react to what was going on in the situation. Uh, is the biggest thing because it took a fairly long amount of time to realize something was going on. And then when they took him to the hospital, he survived for he had a liver transplant. Is that uh, right? I don't remember. He this was in May. He died June twelfth, I believe. That was the date he died. So he he okay. lasted for like two weeks. So I think they said he had a, a liver transplant and that it, it didn't work. Right. And I think the first organ I guess that shut down. Uh, yeah. When it failed was his liver. Yeah. Your liver will start, then your kidneys and all that jazz. Right. If your liver and kidneys go, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to clean out any poison out of your yeah. blood. So, I mean, you can dialysis it up for a little bit, but it's not the same. Yeah. Um, you can ask anyone who has, who uh, has to do a dialysis, how unpleasant that is. Oh yeah. So, um, what do you think? So, I mean, so they brought the coach back, reinstated him. And then, so here, here's how it went. The regent said to, um, Wallace Lou, the president of the university, that we you are going to reinstate the coach, otherwise you're going to be fired. So uh-huh. Wallace Lou reinstated the coach that day in practice or before practice. Um, Durkin, who's the head, who's the guy that we're talking about here, he was the head coach of or Maryland when this happened. So DJ Jerkin is his name, and um, literally he held a meeting 
and a majority of the players walked out of the meeting. He held a practice, a fight between a couple of the guys on special teams that back Durkin and back Jordan McNair got into a fight. Wow. President of the university is getting the student body involved, or he didn't get him involved. The student body got involved with this going, we do not want our student athletes to be treated like this. There is a definite uh, breakdown in communication in the whole nine yards of athletics between athletics and, and, um, and uh, academics. So the governor got involved. Then Capitol Hill got involved, senators and, and, and congressmen and so on and so forth. Jeez. And Lou just said it. He's like, you know what? He's like, I don't agree with what the regents did. He's like, you're fired. And I'm going to retire at in June when the semesters are when the school year's over in June. I'm going to retire. Is it June or do you say January? I thought it was June. I'll okay. Well, looks like we've got a caller. I don't know who that is, but hell, hang on. But yeah, so then the regent resigned last night or yesterday uh, morning is what happened. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, you're on live with the Sports Offensive. What's your name and what's your calling question? Hey, John. This is Doug. How you doing? Hey, Doug, what's going on there over on the East Coast? <laughs> East Coast, good. Hey, calling in, what are your thoughts about the Alabama-LSU game today, and who do you think is going to win? Hey, before we do that, so who is it that's not playing in the first half? They were talking about Devin White. Is that the – Devin, Devin White. White. He's the best player on uh, – Basically, he got called for targeting. What he did is put both yes. his hands down, pushed his uh, – push the quarterback from Mississippi State on the shoulder pads of Mississippi State's uh, quarterback's head one helmet. They touched helmets. They reviewed it. Obviously not targeting. Should have been roughing the passer. They called targeting. And this is the fifth different uh, team, I believe, that had a player have to leave the game against Alabama on defense. So there's a conspiracy theory going on right now. Um, Wow, I don't think think so. Now, there's a little bit of a conspiracy. the Mizzou kid. Team, everybody wants to be against them. You can't beat them. You want to call them cheaters. <laughs> yeah, but I was closer. I'll tell you what. I was closer to the point spread than you were uh, when we were talking point spreads back east here. This is someone I know from back east. So, yeah. Um, I tell That's you what. I like, the thing is, is if they can get Tua into um, a three and out on one of the first three possessions of the game, they've got a shot to make it close. I'll give up that much before going into the college segment. Um, is, is Alabama okay. college now? Uh, well, they, they're averaging 54.1 points a game. Boy, what a difference a few yeah. years. <laughs> and they're scoring an uh, average of 21 points in the first quarter. And I think that they've uh, by the third quarter, they've scored 38 points every single – or 38 or more points every game at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. You know, it's one of those yeah. things where I, I'm, I'm, Death Valley can make that, that change. LSU is one of the hardest-hitting teams I've seen in a long time. Um, just I that agree. LSU-Georgia LSU game was absolutely incredible um, yeah. to watch, and they just dominated LSU from start to finish. And then you see L, or Georgia dominate Florida, who beat LSU back in the swamp uh, the week before that or two weeks before that. Uh, so, you know, I'm looking for a very interesting game. If they can get to Tua, Tua hasn't been tested. The only test he's had is he came into the second qu- or the, the second half of the national championship game. They haven't been tested once Correct. this year. So if That's they get in. That's my biggest concern. Yeah. If, if they can concern, get. Are they tested? Yeah. If they get them, if they can stay close with them and rattle two around and get Devin White back into the game in the second half, Anything is possible down there. That crowd is going to be electric. It's it's the second base 
uh, best place to play besides Beaver Stadium in the Whiteout, or the second hardest, I should say. That's how uh-huh. people would gauge it that has played in both. And, um, you know, I'm looking for the game to be a lot closer than the, the point stretch says 14 and a half. It might be to 15 right now. It might, might be to 14. Look at real yeah, quick. I, I'm not sure. I haven't yeah. checked the points this morning. Um, I think it was 14. It a lot closer. It, it could be a 10-point game, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because – uh, you know, this kid from uh, the transfer from Ohio State that's playing quarterback from Burrell or what's what's his, who'd you call it? Um, they've um, got Pat, enough offense, uh, enough offense that they could they can keep if they can if they can really control Tua and LSU doesn't blitz that much. It's their cornerback play. If they can get him a little right. bit confused in that secondary, they get Devin White back in the second half. If they can mm. keep it close. I'll tell you what, with what I saw them do against Georgia and how good of an offense Georgia has, they have a shot at the game. Now, that's the only thing. Can they keep close? Because if they can't keep it close, it's going to get out of hand. So the spread is 14 right now. It is 14. Okay. So is that that what – I mean, do you want to roll into your your locks of the week, your two big picks? Um, I'm going to hold off on that because Alabama is not one of my picks. Okay, gotcha. Not one of my picks. I'm not too close to a game to call, huh? It's, it's it, like I said, it's either going to be really close and LSU is going to cover that spread or Alabama is going to win by 21. Well, I'll give well, you my two picks this week. Michigan okay. over Penn State by, by 10 and Bama beats LSU by 24. Okay. 24. 24. That's a huge. Now, I think, by, I think they dominate. I don't think LSU is in the same class yet. They're getting there. That's just my pick. One hundred percent, because yeah. he he loves uh, he loves his Bama boys. He went to school there, and and uh, boy, has he been excited the last like five or six years straight now. Okay, so you said Michigan so. by ten. Michigan by ten over Penn State. Okay, hey, remember, so the Penn State point spread is thirteen on that in the fourth right quarter. They they did so. You're betting Penn State and the points then, if you're gonna if you're a betting man. Yep. If I was a betting yeah. man, yep. Yeah, yeah, because Michigan's favored oh. by 13. Now, that actually just went up, I yeah. think. Nope, it's still 13. Now, where's that game at? Oh, oh, oh. It's in Michigan. That's the problem I have with that. Michigan. Game. Yeah. That's if tough, that was yeah, Penn State, I'd be a little, little, little bit different on but, that you one. you know, Penn State would have choked. They'd be in the national championship talk. Again, yeah. Well, I mean, that, they should have beat Ohio State. State. They should have beat Michigan State. Yeah, they, they should have. Even if they so. still losing to Ohio State because Ohio State lost with one right. loss, if they – Michigan State, they beat Michigan, get to the, the Big Ten Championship. Right. you got to look at Notre Dame yeah. tonight. Notre Dame's got to play Northwestern in Northwestern. Northwestern's a quality be a team. a tough game. It's going to be a tough game, yeah. and that's a technical spread. So there's a lot of, Might you know, and we haven't, I haven't even talked about the Kentucky-Georgia game, but I'll get in that in a little bit oh, here. Cool. But, uh, you know, we've that's got a lot of games. It is statement Saturday here today. Yep. So we'll do it. Okay, well, I want to take all your air time up. I appreciate it. And go Bama, and I'll root for Penn State since you're a Penn State fan this week. All right. Like that. All right, thanks. I don't get thanks, for- thanks, John. Have a good one. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Doug bye. is my second cousin. So. A second cousin No, is- first cousin. I already first. My mom just texted me said second. Oh, what's the second? Yes, it would be second. I'm sorry. Sorry, John. Okay, <laughs> man. Good luck. Thank you. Because I know your first cousin. Is- bye. All right, Doug, man. Later. So that's your the the sons and daughters of your mom or dad's brothers or sisters is your first cousin. I'm not sure what second cousin is. The second is like uh, it's I can't even explain. Is that is, <laughs> is that is that the sons or daughters of your cousins? 
I think so. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Yeah, I don't. Because I, I'll, I'll tell you, that's the my, my parents' 50th anniversary. Thank you, Mom and Dad. You had a great party. Everybody loved being there. Um, <laughs> that was a great party, actually. Um, but uh, I, that's the first time. Him and uh, Doug and uh, Doug, uh, Dougie and uh, what is it? Doug, Doug, Doug and Donnie. Um, sorry, I'm just thinking off the top of my head real quick. I'm, I'm looking at five sheets. I met them for the first time. We talked, started talking sports at the bar. Oh, and, of nice. course, and uh, yeah, so, you know, thanks for calling in, Doug. Um, but, yeah, it makes a couple of great points there. But I can't remember how the whole cousin family tree falls. Yeah, and there's a, That's there's, too much for my brain to comprehend. There's the ones removed. Yeah. And, or it might even be the cousins of your cousins. Because I think, like, cause my dad and my – I used to call her Aunt Sharon, but my dad and Sharon were – were cousins, and I think she might have technically been my second cousin. Now I called her Aunt Sharon because she was in her seventies or or late sixties when I, you know, when I met her. So it just kind of made more sense to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all it's all kind of weird. Um, so do we want to stick on college football? Do you want to you want to clear that out, or do you want to yeah, jump around the topic? Let's, let's clear it out. All right. Okay. So the last thing was with uh, the University of Maryland. So Lou said, "I don't care what the regions say." You're fired, Durkin. I'm going to retire at the end of the year. The and, re- and he did that so that, that he couldn't become a distraction and be like, look, yes. I'm just leaving, so don't worry yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And then the regent, uh, the regent that made the decision um, resigned either it was yesterday morning or yesterday afternoon. He resigned because he was taking so much flack over everything that came out. And he probably would have gotten shellacked in the next election, right? Cause oh, it's – At least regents out here are elected. I don't know if they are there. But for the University of Colorado, you get elected. There's an at-large and there's actual district, you know, elections. How in the world you ever know who's a good region to vote for? I'll never know. I mean, I try to figure out stuff about them, but they all yeah, seem like they're carbon copies of each other. They're all just kind of well. There's so many so. political ads being flown, flying at you every single second of commercials, and none make any sense. They don't. I'm, I'm like, even if I, I don't vote, because I, I don't believe in our <laughs> political system. I'm just going to say that. And and this has proved some of the points because you're looking at this and then this one saying this and that one saying. Well, you like, should vote so, you you get so that Proposition 112 uh, passes because we want to make sure that that one passes. That's a fracking one where, you know, when you see every politician and every big time rich business person in the same state all on one side of it, you know, the other side is the way to go. Because yeah. you know that they've all got a, they've all got their hand in the cookie jar, and that's why they're all excited. I, I, know, I know, and it, it's we were getting so bombarded with that. And it was funny because I mean, well, you were on the East Coast when I was on the East Coast. Yeah, and, it, and you were looking at now the the, the Pennsylvania. You were in Jersey. I was in PA. The Pennsylvania politician stuff, and it's like, what are they talking? See, I was about? just lucky that the only thing I watched the entire three days I was in Jersey was uh, Monday Night Football. And uh, so I didn't even see, I didn't even like pay attention to the commercials. So, oh, just, and there well, were, I don't think there were political ones, but then you don't recognize the names, right? Well, you You're don't, like, I yeah. don't know who these people are. So, but it does crack me up when they'll say so-and-so voted against veterans. And you're like, you mean because they <laughs> voted against a, a spending bill for one thing that had a tiny writer that had yeah. like $6 for the VA. And they're like, no, so you voted against the troops. And you're like, you're so, y'all, just, you're all lying. It's just so much rhetoric com- coming out of everyone's mouth. I think we need to run yeah. for politics, goddamn. I think we should. Why not? <laughs> I mean, just be like, you know what? I'll tell you exactly what my plan is it, before I even get elected. So you don't have to wonder what I'm going to do. This right. is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to try to do, and I'll show you why I'm trying to do it. Like, I would much rather vote for somebody who came on there and said, okay, every commercial you see, if I'm in it, this is my commercial. If I'm not in it, it's it's not not my my commercial, and don't pay attention to it. I don't endorse it at all. I don't think it's – I don't care about my super PACs. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. Just say, here's why I think I would be good at this job, not why my opponent sucks, because if you tell me why your opponent sucks – 
then my oh, first yeah. thought is, you suck, well, and you're hoping I think they suck more. Oh, you hear, okay, this commercial is paid for and brought to you by the opponents <laughs> of Rock 194 <laughs> of Loveland Pass <laughs> at Geographic... <laughs> Geographic location, latitude, 185 exactly what it sounds like. Okay, so The Rock paid for the commercial up on the mountain. That's, that's Well, it's at Prop 112, which is the one about the fracking and making it at least 2,500 uh, 2, yards or feet yeah. away from a home or a residence, right? I was just by a fracking well the other night. I was out way east of Colorado. They're weird There's looking. There's a ton out there. There are. I was just looking. I'm like, good Lord. And I'm not saying that you can't use it. Obviously, it's a very effective technique on getting gas. and It's, much, oh, yeah. it's a much better fuel. I mean, it's still a fossil fuel, unfortunately, yeah. but it's a better fuel than, than coal. And I understand they have to – I mean, we, we do have to have energy. You have to do something, even if you're going to try and do, like, solar or wind or whatever. We have to get to that point first, and you need something in the meantime. But I just don't understand why they're so virulently against it. And the funny thing is when you talk about those names, right, you have this one talking about how we need to save energy independence or whatever, and then it's brought to you by saving our environment. Yeah. And you're like, so now the PACs or whatever they are, they create names in exact opposition to what they actually believe. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, boy, man, we are just a propagandist. <laughs> really at this point. That's, I, that's why I, I, when I got my two TVs going on sports like I'm going to have today <laughs> – I, I just hit when one goes to commercial, I hit mute, and the other one comes back on with a, with a volume, yep. so I don't have to listen to that rhetoric. You know the best things are listening or watching uh, if you cut the cord on cable and you do like Sling TV mm-hmm. or uh, Amazon, you know, Fire or uh, Prime, I guess, or uh, what's it like Netflix and Hulu. Although I I don't recommend Hulu really, but anyway, any of those that you watch, it's great because they're national broadcasts. Like yeah, it, it's a single thing, so you don't get all those local all commercials. Those local commercials, and it's great because it cuts it all out. No one's paying for the national commercials. No. It's just no, not worth the money. No, so um, I, I, that, that's kind of one thing I would recommend is like switching over to using that kind of viewing. And speaking of that, so I was telling you earlier this morning that I think I found the biggest problem that we was having with my modem. Oh, yeah, yeah. I felt like yeah. everything was slow. Right. And so uh, I get my, I, you know, like I swear, I think I was talking about this last week. So last week I get a notification for the phone bill. Oh, now it's only it's 195 Yeah, you remember, I remember that. Yeah. Had to call them. Why is this? Oh, the, the discount didn't get applied. Well, why would the discount not get applied? Like, oh, we're not sure. I'll get that fixed for you. It's like, but I'm more concerned on why you tried to like not have it go through. Like, you had to have done something to either expire the discount or whatever, right? So I think that you're trying to do it, hoping that I don't look at my bill and I just pay it and don't say anything because I think most people probably do that. But then with Comcast, I had been paying, I had been paying, I think, uh, sixty-five or seventy dollars for. Uh, internet and phone, right? And I didn't even hook up the phone because I didn't want it. I actually had a, my own modem, which is much better. Uh, and so I just paid for that. Well, then my modem took a crap, and I went and got a bad, a, a new modem. Right. And this is supposed to be like the state of the art. I've spent a pretty, pretty, pretty penny on this for a residential modem. And, and I put that on the one. Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks cool, doesn't it? I mean, it's got all the nice lights, and it's all sleek, and, yeah. and you know, everything. So I was all excited, and I even talked to some of my buddies that work in telecommunications and things, and they said, oh, that's a great modem. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, what happened after that was I talked to Comcast and I got really angry because my bill shot up by like $14 or $16. And they said, oh, well, your discount expired. I went, I just changed from having phone and internet to having phone and streaming TV, right. which is just, it's just basically the networks and like yeah, PBS and TNT or something like that. It's yeah. not very many channels and it's all streaming. It's all, it's all online. Mm. And I switched to that because I wanted to get a new deal, right? Because my yeah. modem had my uh, telephone deal thing had expired. So right. I did this one and I'm like, oh yeah, if you actually, if you do this, we'll drop you down to $49 a month 
with your combo deal. So now it's like, oh, well, instead of paying $65 for internet, I'm paying 60 and I'm getting a couple of TV channels with it, which allowed me to go back to Sling TV because right. now I get my right. network on Xfinity so I can watch, you know, the World Series and, yeah, yeah. and things like that or football, right? Yeah. And, uh, but what kept frustrating me because we kept having our show calls getting yeah, dropped. Stuff would drop all the doing, time. Um, if I was streaming something, if I was playing games online, constantly dropping. And it was really driving me crazy. Then I get the bill, and they've increased my, my, my bill. And I'm what the hell's going on? Why, why is it every month I have to call somebody about my bill changing? Yeah, it doesn't and make sense. So they're like, oh, well, you were getting the discount for the Super Pro Power or whatever, and that expired. I'm like, then why didn't somebody the mention super that? Super Pro Power. That, whatever that means, right? <laughs> and I was like, well, how come nobody explained that to me when I got this new deal? You told me what I was going to pay. You didn't say, oh, but starting next month, it'll be this. And they're like, well, that wasn't connected with this deal. And I'm like, well. It should be if it's all of the same bill, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, I digress. So I said to her, what am I paying for with that, with that pro that you were talking about? And he said, well, that gets you uh, access up to 100 megabytes of speed. So I did a speed test. I said, okay, I'm doing a speed test right now. I've been doing these for a while because my modem's been acting funny, and I've never been above like 75. Right. So I'm paying you for 25 megabytes per second of potential that I don't ever get. You don't ever get it. Then I actually like, really decided to research it. So I didn't quite realize this. So the megabytes per second that they tell you, like the 100, the 100 megabytes yeah. per second is the Comcast thing about the high-speed thing. Right. So I thought it was like how fast your modem was going. It's not. It's just strictly bandwidth. It's how much, how wide, how many lanes of traffic you have. Right. The more megabytes per second, the more lanes you have. The only time it actually goes faster is like if you were downloading a game, downloading a movie, downloading a torrent. Those would be faster because you have more lines of bandwidth to yeah, use to yeah. download the information, right? Mm-hmm. So I live alone. So even with my, if I had my, um, my iPad going, my iPhone both connected to my internet, playing a video game online, and watching two different streams at the same time, mm-hmm. that's still not more than 30 gigabytes of data or megabytes of data per second. And it's probably not even that much. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I don't need that pro. I don't need 100. I don't even get 100. I get like 70-something, but I don't need 100. So let's go ahead and knock yeah. it off, and I'll see if it works. And they said, oh, okay. So they took that off my bill, right? Well, all of a sudden, my modem went off. And I said, hey, what happened? My, my, my internet just cut out. They said, oh, it's, it's resetting things with your new program. Right. Well, I think that I never had them reset it from their end when I got my new modem. And I think that it was still like configured to my old modem, and that was the problem. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, as soon as it reconnected, my internet went like 800 times faster right. the second after they reset everything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. So then I did a speed test, 68 megabytes per second. So I lost about four megabytes per second. So just <laughs> to think about how ridiculous it was. And I, I put that on myself that I didn't realize I didn't need anywhere near 100 megabytes. And like yeah. I said, I had the mistake of thinking it would make things faster. faster and it, that's not the way it works. And no, that, like that's – I'm a, I'm a kind of an idiot with that. I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm just I'm no, an idiot with that too because I don't. We're ignorant. Because you, know, <laughs> you know I I use my Jetpack you know from Verizon to actually do my internet in my at home because it's only ten bucks for me, and I still get. I mean, that's I, a pretty good deal. If it wasn't for gaming, I probably would do that. Yeah, I mean, if I had to do gaming, I could never do it. But I can still stream stuff off 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 that uh, Jetpack. We yeah. can run the show off the Jetpack. Well, I can stream football times. games off the Jetpack. Well, and then you know you got the uh, you have Slingbox right or not Sling? Uh, uh, I have Dish. Uh, Dish, which is Sling. Uh, they own Sling TV. Yeah. And Sling TV is what I get the internet uh, television I have, and I, I love them. I think they're great. But what sucks is AT and T when they merger with HBO or Time Warner took over HBO. And they just yanked HBO and Cinemax off of Sling TV and off of Dish Network. And they're not going to get them back because they own DirecTV. 
So they want to make sure DirecTV has it. Comcast will still get it because Comcast is big enough to be able to afford it. Now, Dish Network, people don't know this. They're actually – or uh, that Dish is actually in Englewood. That's where they – that's their yeah, home Oh, yeah. I see them all the time down there. So you're probably only like – probably like two miles from their actual – where they actually started, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of – well, it doesn't really matter, but it's kind of interesting. But uh, that really blew that, – that really stunk too because I went and got a uh, subscription to HBO Now because – HBO probably has more shows I watch than any other channel, especially because I'm, I want to keep up on Game of Thrones. And uh, so, you mean, it's not really the price doesn't change. It's still $15. It's $15 for HBO now or $15 for a subscription when you had it through Sling. The downside is you can't watch live HBO on right. HBO now, which means, like, I love real time on Friday night. And now I have to wait until Saturday afternoon to watch it, which sucks mm. because Saturday is one of the busier sports days. Right. And I mean, at least the World Series is over because that was killing me, man. I tell you, having the Dodgers in the World Series back to back years means that I have to watch a baseball game like at least four nights out of the week. Right. And they don't realize, I mean, baseball is a long game. It's like three and a half it hours. Is. That's that's for me. Baseball's hard to watch on TV sometimes. It is. I don't long. mind watching the playoff games. And, but it, it's just like right, regular I season. It's, I almost never watch baseball during the season. I watch my team in the playoffs or, you know, the Rockies, the Dodgers or somebody else that I like, I'll watch their games. And obviously I watch the Dodgers. I watch all of their games. And I tell you what, man, it is a long haul. It is. I mean, I can't believe people watch it during the season too, because it is just painful. It's, it's like, it's an investment of your time. And, you know, it's, it, you can have baseball in the background, but it's a little bit harder to do that with baseball than it is like with football yeah. because of the way everything is centered around, you know, a single pitch is so important. Yeah. And in the playoffs, you have the best team. So a lot of times it used to be, you'd have just no base runners, right? Cause the pitchers would dominate mm-hmm. these days. The lineups are so good that there's like one or two guys on every inning. And so innings take forever. They do. When you see that one, <laughs> two, three inning that someone would have, it'd be like, Whoa, the inning's over. And it's like, they need, that's what baseball needs to fix. Yeah. If they want to get games to go faster, you got to have stop, stop, stop having so many base runners, expand the strike zone or something, make, make more. You know, they also need to do is they need to go back to the way it used to be like the way Dodger stadium still is where you need to have a lot of foul ground. Yes. I remember agree. That? Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. You know, the, that gets a lot of people, you get more, a quicker out because those, those little scrum, I call them a scrum fly. You know, a little uh, scrum fly off to the side. You used to have a lot of, you know. Yeah, the weakest hit, right? Because it yeah. came off the edge of the bat. Yeah, you used to have a lot of room to actually go out there and and um, and, and get that ball and get an out, you know, an easy out instead right. of it going into the stands. And I think that the, then you go back to that. But I understand why they didn't do that. They wanted to build close to the fans, closer to the game. To the game. And you know, uh, make people now they're happy. putting nets in in front of them because they have to <laughs> right, have safety. And, and so I think that that would be, and I, I mean, this is not a, a quick solution, right? Because no. stadiums are only going to be built once every 25, 30 years. But it does seem like if they, they need to start gravitating towards that. Yeah. Or in the current stadiums, you could, you could remove six rows of seats. It's not going to kill you. No, it's it not going to cause that much problem in, in, in revenue and things. And if we could do that, then maybe we could just move it back a little bit. And then that way we don't have this problem. We get a whole bunch more outs. The games go a lot faster because these days there's more foul balls than ever. Oh, there are. And a lot of them, how many times do you see somebody running like full speed and they get to the, wall, the railing, they have to stop and it goes two rows in. Two rows in. So let's, let's take five rows out and let's see what happens to the game. Maybe it goes faster. I don't know. It could. But we've been talking about making that baseball for, faster for a while. For a long time. And I, that, to me, I think that might be the most effective thing that we can do, mm-hmm. you know, is you've got to reduce offense. And I know that they are gonna, they're going to bristle at that thought because offense gets viewers. Yep. But 
I just think in baseball, offense is a bad thing. It just, it's not a bad thing. I'm sorry. I don't want to say it that way. It, it, there's too much offense right now. There is, there is. There. And uh, we don't have enough quality pitchers. Well, I mean, I wonder, but I, I wonder how much that the stadium designs measure into that. Two short offenses, two short too, offenses, too easy to hit a home run, yeah. no foul ground. I mean, these things add them up. They yeah, do add up. They do stuff. add up. So anyway, just just an idea. Well, let's jump know. into our trivia questions here because we are yeah. at a, a top of the hour. There. Top of the hour. Hit yours first, and then okay. we'll jump right into uh, mine with Alabama, and I'll go down college football real quick, and then we'll jump over into anything you want to say about um, the World Series. Okay. And uh, we know Kershaw just got his deal, and then we'll we jump into the NFL. Cool. That'll work. Um, so the question we had was, what are the two largest bets, uh, spreads, spreads, in the NFL history? And I, 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 I don't know how far it goes back, but I think these are the two biggest ever, at least since gambling numbers. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> I, I'm just throwing that one out there. I don't think she's got a very large spread. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I take that back. Spread <laughs> eagle. Um, so the... One of them is a, is a, is a while ago, uh, 1980 or so, something like that. The other one is 2015 or 14. I think the 2015 one was, was a 24-point spread. No, it was bigger than that. 27. A little bit bigger. Wow. Oh, no, I'm sorry, a little bit smaller. It was 26 and a half. I was going to say 26 and a half. Yeah, 26 and a half for the Broncos against the Jaguars. The year that Manning – well, they went to the Super Bowl and got yeah. slacked by the, the, the – Seattle. Uh, Seattle. Uh, but that was the, the highest scoring offense in history yeah. uh, that year. And that I, and Jacksonville sucked back then. That was when they had oh, that, no they, defense. They had nothing. That was before they drafted Ramsey and all those other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the biggest one that was recent. The yep. one before that was uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers – Versus the first year expansion, Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that one was twenty eight. Oh, good lord! That first and, year Tampa Bay Buccaneers team was horrible. Oh, you remember? Do you remember that team? Do you remember they made a TV movie about it? About Ricky? Was it Ricky Waters? I think his name was. Um, but he was a running back for Tampa Bay and like a special teams guy, and he ended up dying from some rare disease. Right after he had become like a huge, um, sp- I don't know, spokesman, but like a, a big contributor to a, a, this like really rare childhood cancer disease. Yeah. And he had like all these kid fans that were just huge fans of his because he would go visit him in the hospital all the time. Mm-hmm. And they spent like almost all of his free time with these kids. And then he contracted this crazy disease and he died. And uh, oh. I just remember when I got older, they showed a movie about it. But that was back when Tampa Bay had those orange and white uniforms. The really bad orange and white uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do think that the the symbol or the not the the mascot hasn't changed, but you know the picture they have on the side the, of the, the helmet. Picture, the picture, the yeah, that, that that was a cool picture. I, I'd like that. I'd like the vintage picture yeah, of, that, of, the, of the, the Buccaneer. Yeah. yeah, that was cool, man. He that was a cool. Like, one. He looked like a swashbuckler. Yes, he was a swashbuckler. <laughs> Made you think of those swords that have the big curve around the handle. Yeah. you know, like the, yep. little, the, the like almost like a fencing sword. Mm, you yep. know, uh, so I do think that was cool. Think about that. What is your favorite? If you can, off the top of your head. What is your favorite in any sport? I don't care, but the emblem, not necessarily the mascot itself, but the, the picture, and it doesn't have to be current. It can be a past one, but can you think of your favorite one? Favorite current? Because I will tell you is I had a jacket a long time ago with the old eagle one with the whole spread wings. 
And I love that. Yes, that one. I, <laughs> dude, I, ask Brian about the jacket I had. It was like a camouflage mm-hmm. style jacket, like a winter coat. And it had the big one of those on the back. Yep, you can't see on the radio, but right, I, the one, I, I, I had one on your hat. Yeah, I, as soon as I saw it in the airport, and yeah, I don't like buying things in the airport, but I, I can't literally find this hat anywhere online. Yeah, and I just saw it. It's like, yeah, they want to do all that, you know, the new eagle, even with the old eagle one, they want to do the, the big brim and the big thing in your head. And that, those caps don't work for my no, head. No, those are it's, stupid. And, and I just, I can't pull them off. And I saw that. And then I, this is a 47 hat. I was like, oh, I have to buy it. That's one of the really cool ones. Yeah. I do think that the Buccaneers one was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of like some other really cool ones. The one that stand out. I mean, like the Dodgers, I love, but they've never had a really cool yeah. one. Um, I was trying to think, like, what are some other teams that have cool ones? Well, I'll tell you where, if you want to look at some cool logos, go into minor league baseball and oh, just start looking yeah. at the minor league baseball site and all the great different idea. triple A, double A, single A teams. You know who had a great one? Chico, California, had a minor league team for about five years. I think they were the Dragons, I think. Uh-huh. They had a super cool looking emblem. The Lookouts that uh, Anderson, or Captain Chavez wears that had a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a cool looking one. The um, We all love the Durham Bulls. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, the Las Vegas 51s used to look cool. It's not yeah, as cool it's, now. It's not as cool now. I remember the old one. Yeah, it was more like an Area 51 yeah. kind of thing or whatever. Or maybe it is Area 51s. I can't remember what they call it. Um, there was another one that I thought of when you said the minor leagues, though. Um, I don't even know what the Iron Pigs one looks like. Oh, you don't know? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's one of the cool ones but, that, that, uh, that, that I've seen. Um, see, who else has got a really cool emblem? There's got to be a few in uh, hockey that I don't probably don't know very well. Like the Red Wings. What does the Red Wings one mean? Why, what is, is, that, is, that, is that a tire with a wing on it? Uh, it's kind of like that. Here's, uh, here's Lehigh Valley. <laughs> that's, a, oh, that's an interesting idea, using the rivets to make it iron. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, oh, it's, I give credit on that. I like uh, that. The, the story behind that is it's pig iron. Pig iron is what they had for – the Bethlehem Steel Mill that's no longer there now a casino. Oh, so it was, that was like the, the big the big uh, yeah. industry for the city. Yeah, but now they're gone to a, a bacon logo too. They actually <laughs> have a strip of bacon on the hat. You know, <laughs> like I said, Kurt pulled down some yeah, interesting those are stuff. Good. I, like I love those. it. Well done, Landis. I like those. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about. Uh, oh no, let's do your question. Your trivia question. Oh, my trivia question. I'm sorry. I mean, you, you stopped one thought. And then I sorry, thought yeah, you were talking baseball, but I thought, wait a minute, we didn't finish the trivia. Okay, so we'll, we'll lead right into the LSU-Alabama game. Nick Saban has been favored um, by 14 or plus more points in a lot of games. But who was the last coach that was an underdog by 14 or more points to beat Nick Saban and uh, what year? See, I mean, for me, it's going to be a wild guessing because I just I don't really know. I'm trying to think that how long did he coach at LSU? Three years, four years? You don't go the LSU route because you're going to be wrong. It's Alabama. It is Alabama. How many games has he lost since he went to Alabama? Seven? Not that many. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, oh, was it when he played against uh, Johnny Manziel in Texas A&M? That's a good guess, but that was not the game. Damn. That's a good guess, though. i got to tell you, that was a really good guess. I do remember that game. I remember him, uh, what's his, uh, uh, Manziel having, like, those two amazing touchdowns. I think that, that was a, I think that was or actually, like, in. a 10, a 7 to 10-point spread. That was, that was a smaller. pretty closer okay. spread. That's the year Alabama was a little kind of up and down. In fact, this. That's when their offense wasn't so strong. 
Because they've always had a good defense. Boy, this is actually right around that year where uh, I'm looking at the answer here. Then, and, and mm. uh, I was shocked by it. I forgot about it actually. I, that's probably going to be the only logical okay. guess I can. Well, it was 2014. The Oklahoma okay. Sooners with Bob Stoops beat them in the in the Sugar Bowl. Oh wow! They were 14 point underdogs. They were 14. They were expecting to get blown out in that game, and they absolutely manhandled LSU. That's the year I think. Uh, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, that's the year of um, the uh, the um, field goal. The field goal. Well, I forget what they call it now. Where he, he ran the he re, they tried to kick that field goal and he ran it back uh, ninety nine yards at Auburn. Oh, those are great <laughs> plays. Win. I remember when the Ravens did that to the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, you made me think of something else and it, and it jumped right back out of my head. So keep going. <laughs> well, let's go. So Alabama's obviously a huge favorite going into Death Valley in Baton Rouge. Uh, I saw a good sign that says uh, Nick Saban eats crawfish with a fork. Uh, that's just always funny. Oh, okay. you know what I was going to say? Oh. Was I, I wonder how many times Saban won in the NFL when he was an underdog. Um, probably zero. <laughs> I know he didn't win very many games. Did he, did he even do a whole season? I, I think he might have won two or three games. I, mean, I, I can't remember. Did he coach a whole season and then leave halfway through the second one, or did he leave in the middle of the that's first That's a really year? good question. Because <laughs> it was like a disaster, and I remember oh, it was a disaster. His first off season, which I think he came there in the off season, right? He didn't like like he didn't like coach any games. Yeah. he just started there, and I didn't never forget that he talked about how if they had gotten Dante Culpepper or if they had taken Drew Brees, at well, that's how long ago this is. Yeah, that they would that he probably he said like, I'd still be in Miami being yeah. a coach, but it didn't get my players, and so my teams were terrible. Yeah, it's teams were absolutely hard. Like, it's like, well, come on, man. I mean. You, you you couldn't you couldn't find any other quarterback anybody you know? anybody so I mean I understand having a great quarterback makes all the difference yeah. in the world so okay so obviously Alabama's the uh, the favorite in this game going to be there Devin White comes back in the second half for that bullshit targeting call um, we already said the last coach was Bob Stoops uh, Tua has twenty five passing touchdowns in the SEC uh, that leads the SEC LSU's defense has fourteen interceptions on the season on the season um, that is number one in the nation right now. Alabama scored at least 38 points through three quarters in each of its game. It has scored 21 average of 21 points in the first quarter of all their games. So you're basically looking at Alabama to go out and get out fast as they can. And LSU is going to have to stop them if they want any chance in this game. LSU is looking to become the first team since 1987 that get four top 10 wins in a regular season. They have three right now. It'll be four top ten if they beat Alabama today. No team has done that since 1987. Well, I mean, how often do you even face four top ten teams? Yeah, really don't. I mean, either it's been the SEC or Big a ten. few years ago, you big could have done ten. it in the Pac-12. Pac-12, Big well, Ten. Oregon, I'm thinking about 87. UCLA, you USC. could be Big Ten, 87. Yeah. So, And I, I should have looked that stat up, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, they're looking to do it, you know, game days down there at or- origin was on TV, you know, it's going to be an interesting contest. Like I said, if LSU can get an early stop because Alabama scored on every first drive of every, every game this year, a touchdown. Right? I'm sure that'll happen again. And, but if they can stop the second and the third, if, if they can get some stops, look out in this game, because it's like I said, LSU is one of the hardest hitting teams I've ever seen. And Alabama doesn't have all that leadership it had a year ago. They went into the NFL draft. Right. Every year, right? They lose so many players. Yeah. Uh, and, and nothing against uh, Alabama. Obviously, Saban is a, is a fantastic coach. Genius. He's a great Genius. program. Yeah. But you know what? I've seen enough of Alabama. I'm happy to see him get a yeah. couple of losses and, and maybe even not go to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we've, all, we've seen him there so many, so many times. And Dabo Sweeney, when he beat him with Deshaun, I 
God bless him. I mean, I love seeing Deshaun put up all that 900 yards in two games against an Alabama, a Nick Saban defense. That's so, that's so good to see. Even though he only won one of them. Only won one. So he went one on one against them. But, uh, you know. I got to say, it looks like Watson might finally be back to full health. I think the last so. last two weeks. And I tell you what, the Broncos giving them Demarius Thomas to go alongside it across the field from DeAndre Hopkins and having Coop. Cootie. Cootie. I think it's Cootie. Uh, I think it's Cootie. I think he might be out this week again. But I, I got to look. I, I've got him on my IR right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was questionable. And if he, uh, but if he plays, that's three real nice. I mean, Demarius is. is a number two with a with a, a with a versatile scrambling quarterback. And Lamar has back to back good games. Lamar Miller. He's back to back hundred yard game. He has looked good finally. So I wonder if he was been hurt and we didn't know it. I, I don't think anyone knew. I because we always questioned Lamar and it's like. All of a sudden, he's back-to-back really good games. In the but then I think also it, 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 there's a whole dynamic, right? So you're saying, well, now that Watson's playing the way he played with Clemson, mm-hmm. now it's, he's a much more difficult player. You have to leave a guy in to, to cover him and, and watch him on a contain, and that's one less guy on the outside of the inside blocking or, or run tackling. Exactly. And therefore, it opens up the running lanes. I mean, I think everything <laughs> builds on, its, on, on each other so much that I think people, a lot of people miss that. Like a lot of Bronco fans are like, oh, see, we should have taken a quarterback in the draft because Keenum's not any good. It's like, you know, I realize that the quarterbacks that are rookies are coming out and playing well. They've got a good, talented team around they them. They do. You like know, Baker Pat- Mayfield has a good team. Patrick Mahomes, when he came out, you know, two years ago, he has talent on that team. <laughs> well, I mean, last year they were amazing, right? Yeah. Or they were gimmicky, but they were they were a good. They had good offensive players or good speed. Those players have matured, become better, and now you got a quarterback in there who fits that skill set, and they're fantastic. So I, I you know, I, I just think it's interesting that people seem to put too much emphasis on the quarterback, and it's like that quarterback isn't why these teams are winning. It's situations yeah. why these teams are winning, and you know, you see, I mean, with Sam Darnold, right? I mean, he's not on fire or anything, right? And then you know, he was from USC. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. He was an SC kid. So who were I'm trying to remember who all the quarterbacks that were that came out of college were? So we had Josh Rosen out of. So Rosen was out of UCLA. Uh, yes. Okay. So Rosen was out of UCLA and he went to Arizona. the Cardinals. Yep. So then we had Baker Mayfield. He was in Oklahoma. Yep. And he went to the Browns. Yep. Josh Allen was with Wyoming. Yep. And went to the Bills. Bills. And who am I missing? Lamar Mill or Lamar Jackson went to the Ravens. The Ravens. Uh, oh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold went he to the Jets. From, uh, so I'm trying who, to think of some lower-round quarterbacks. Sam Darnold played for? They, he was a SC kid. Oh, he was USC. Yeah. So he went from USC to, to the Jets. Okay. So I have heard rumors that the Oregon quarterback is going to be the first-round pick this year. He's, he's touted to be the best quarterback in the draft this year. That's why I am so astounded of how bad he played against Arizona last week. Yeah. Now, Anderson was – or Captain Chavez was telling me earlier – that for him, it's all about health. That yes. when he's not 100% healthy, he just doesn't play the he same. He does not play the 100%. same. And I thought he was healthy for that game. He might not have been. But uh, that, that I was really shocked of how bad he played in that game. Yeah, it was. I, I think they just laid an egg. They, they right? It happens. I mean, Minnesota laid an egg in the Vikings earlier this year. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah, it just happened. It just happened. So I'll give you my final score prediction right now for Alabama SU. I'm looking at Alabama 48, LSU 31, because I don't think the – Alabama defense has really been tested this year at all. LSU's offense is good enough to score some points on them. But that would still cover the spread. Still covers the spread. That's the thing. Um, So, okay, let's go into the next game. Number four, Notre Dame is at Northwestern tonight. Northwestern has quality wins against Michigan State and Wisconsin. They were both ranked 20, and they lost a 17-point lead to Michigan. They should have beat Michigan. 
So, North, this is a really tough game for Notre Dame, and I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but Northwestern kicked the field goal and beat them. So, um, I'll root for New I'll, I'll for Oh, New. Nate's up. He has his picks for the show, it looks like. Oh, yeah, Joanna uh, texted me and told me that uh, she gave me the, the uh, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm looking at this game. This is a great betting game. I think the point spread on this one right now is – let me just – I have current point spreads here. Um, let me just, I'm on my phone here. It's nine and a half for Notre Dame. This is a really good game to bet. If you're a betting man, I want to put a lot of bets out there in college football. This is a good one to bet because I think Northwestern, so which one is this, one? this is the Northwestern Notre Dame game. I think Northwestern can fly down, beat them. Quite frankly. I mean, they have to, they have to go. And, um, I mean, Notre Dame has to win out. I mean, Syracuse is ranked now, but that's not guaranteed that they're going to be ranked when they play in Yankee stadium in three weeks. So Notre Dame's only quality win is Michigan. If Michigan loses to Penn state or Ohio state, they have no quality wins. So this is a tough game. This has Notre Dame number three. Is that BCS or is that I I don't know what I don't know what Bovada uses for their ranking. Uh, You're probably looking at the AP top 25. The BCS standing, I believe, because Alabama's three in the in the not the BCS. I'm sorry, college football playoff. That shows you how long uh, I've been talking college football. What what, what do they call it now? This college football playoff, CFP. That's that's the, the. They have the college football playoff rankings. They, they have the AP, the coaches. A, they can't come up with a good name for it. I, they should. They, they will. But they, but they Somebody asked, it's not Dr. P- Dr. Pepper college football but they playoff. But they had their wonderful BCS name for the two play- teams that they arbitrarily decided they to decided play for. Decided to, which was complete horseshit yeah. a lot of times. So but, um, we still want that bigger playoff. But yeah. we, at least we get four teams. But this is a really good game. If you really want to play some bets, this is a good game to bet and, and bet Northwestern on. I'll tell you that right now. Let's go into Boy, the next I tell you what, the uh, money line. 275. Oh wow. That's a nice that's a nice little haul. That is. I mean, that that is. that's 175 175 bucks on a $100 bet. That's yeah. a big payoff. That is a big payoff. So Penn State Michigan number 14 versus number 5 here. Good game. It's on the road. James Franklin has come up a little short. Michigan needs this victory. Penn State needs this victory. Look for a hard-hitting great offensive game with a lot of hard-hitting defense in this game. I'm not going to touch this game in a bet at all. Because of that, it's, it's just volatile. it's too volatile. They both need the win. I mean, you could look at this game and go back and forth and say it's going to be a three-point game, or you know, Michigan might win by two touchdowns, just depending on uh, the health of um, Trace McSorley, who got a little dinged up last week against Iowa. Um, he he slid and kind of got um, fell on when he slid, and his knee went a little awkward, but he came back in the game and played fine. Um, let's go down to Georgia, Kentucky. Here is my other one. Number six, Georgia at number nine, Kentucky. Um, Lexington Kentucky. fell on when he slid and his knee went a little awkward, but he came back in the game and played fine. Um, let's go down to Georgia. Wow. It just started playing by itself on our homepage. Oh, wow. I, was gonna say, <laughs> I, I, I know you're looking at the homepage there. I'm like, damn, I sound sexy on the radio. I tell you what, ladies. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky. This is my upset of the week. Kentucky 31, Georgia 28. Kentucky's getting uh, – right now, Kentucky is getting – uh, let's see here. Let me just give me. I'm not Red, sure if Red you have. Dead Redemption. Um, where You're worried about the spread? Yeah, it's right now at nine and a half. Yeah. And I don't know what Bovada has. Uh, nine point five plus yes, nine and a half for Kentucky. Yeah, I'm going. I'm taking Kentucky in the nine and a half points. All right, rock and roll. And my lock of the week is going to be Cal at number eight, Washington State. Washington State is eight and zero versus the spread this year. Only team in the FBS. They are at home, coming off. A win at Stanford in a statement game. They are now in control of the Pac-12 North. 
they are not going to lay an egg in this game. They are going to come out on fire in this game because they want a Pac-12 North championship. They want to get to that Pac-12 championship game. So if you were to, so those are your two favorite bets would be Washington State and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So at a parlay, if you threw down twenty bucks on that, oh, you only win fifty four. That's not a very good. Yeah, that sucks. That's not bad. But that's not good for a parlay. No, that's not good for a parlay. Wow. Well, I don't think I want to do the parlay because that's that's harder. So out of those two, which one is you, which one do you think is a better bet, Kentucky or Washington? Uh, Washington. Washington State. Yeah. Okay. I, I, like I said, I, they want that Pac-12 North now because, you know, uh, Washington isn't looking that good. Now the spread is uh, seven and a half. Oh, the spread, you... the spread went down. That's right. I just put it. Yeah. I, I'm all over that because they're trying to get people to bet Cal. Gotcha. And the you, point. You don't think you have to buy that half a point to win? No. I, I, I think Washington State wins this one going away. I mean, 44-17. This is Mike Leach going up against the Cal team that uh, if you look at Cal's last couple of games. Um, I will say Washington State is an excellent uh, VIG right now. It's, it's a negative 105. Right. So you're going to get almost a one-to-one dollar win for, uh, for every dollar that you bet if, if Washington State can cover that game. Cal's last five, they beat Washington, which Washington's playing like crap. They beat them 12 to 10. They beat Oregon State uh, 49 to 7, but they lost to UCLA 37 to 7. Arizona 24 17. They lost to Oregon 42 24. If you want to go a little bit before that. So let's see here. Um, They lost to. They beat BYU. I heard Do had a good season going. <laughs> oh, he always does. Uh, they, they beat NC. Uh, they suck. BYU, that's an actually impressive win for Cal. Um, and then they, Idaho's, Idaho, Idaho State? Yeah, is that Idaho, Idaho State? No, that's Indiana. I don't even know who what team of that is. It's I didn't a, even know Idaho had a, had it's, a state team. It's, it's a, um, that's a, uh, I think that's, that's a division, that's the FCS team. That's not an F, FBS team, but they beat them 45-23, so they gave up 23 points to an FBS team, I mean FCS team. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at them right now. I mean, they're coming off some good wins, but I, I, just, I don't see it. I mean, Washington State at ranked number eight this is the perfect spot for Washington to make a statement saying, we want that, that Pac-12 North championship. So, you know, since we've uh, Nate just sent in his picks for this week for uh, oh, for somebody six, say he asked if he should call in too. Well, I asked him if he wanted to call in, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't gotten a, a response. So, uh, assuming that maybe uh, they went back to bed for a little birthday nookie. Uh, we'll oh, that was you. And, <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. we'll go ahead and give Nate's picks. <laughs> so, uh, so those are so JP's picks are Washington State uh, without buying the point, Kentucky, and the other bet was. Uh, um, I say, if you're a betting man, take Northwestern. Northwestern. With the points. Northwestern on the points. So, yep. um, so those are your three bets for college football. For NFL, first off, you've got the Rams. And the Rams, which are, I think, the only undefeated team in the NFL, yes. playing very well. They're going up against the Saints. And the Saints are a team that is really good but seems to be just on the wrong receiving end of just football this year. They just don't have the magic they had last year. They aren't getting the same play out of the same players that they got last year, especially on defense. So they are a two-point underdog. So he is taking the Rams at negative two, so a two-point winning spread for the Rams. Uh, That's your first bet. Second bet is the Lions. The Lions are playing against the Minnesota Vikings. The Lions, when they play in the division, tend to play very well. Now, 
they are also a team that is known to lay massive eggs. And when I mean massive eggs, I mean losing by 45-point eggs. So this game could swing in either direction. But Minnesota Vikings have a lot of players hurt right now and not playing. And for whatever reason, the Vikings tend to not play well against division opponents at home. You're right. We saw that with Green Bay. We've seen it with a lot of teams over the years. Even when they're much better than these teams, a lot of trouble playing division opponents. Right. So uh, we'll be taking that bet. And, again, that would be uh, the Lions at plus six at the Vikings. That's a morning game. The Rams game is an afternoon game. Third bet is the Bears, the Chicago Bears. Ditka. How's the my, Bears. How's my Ditka taste? Uh, the Bears are playing the Bills. This is another morning game. They are a negative 10-point favorite. Folks, before you get too excited about that being too big of a spread, Josh Allen is hurt. He is not playing. Derek Anderson is hurt. He is not playing. They are starting Doug Peterson. Good Lord. I think, I think it's Doug. Peterson, I think, had one or two starts last year. He had a start where he threw four picks in the first quarter. This could be ugly, folks. Now, this is obviously gambling, but if you if you want to go back and look at the picks on our website, we don't have this week's picks on the website yet. We will soon. Uh, I think on the year you'd be up something like thirteen to fifteen hundred dollars uh, in total if you were following these bets. Now, if you were also following JP's locks of the week, you're probably up closer to like eighteen hundred. And I, I'm starting to be really frustrated that I didn't just follow our own show's bets <laughs> instead of doing my own because I'd be making a lot more money than I have so far. I will be going with all of these bets. I've already I did, took two of JP's for today for college football. I'm going to take all four of these from Nate's uh, gambling corner for tomorrow in the NFL. And you know what? It's never a bad idea to make your bets the day before like this and just make those bets and say, okay, I'm not betting any other games, no emotional bets, no, oh, so-and-so that I'm going to bet this game. No, so-and-so's doing that. I'm going to do, no. Put your bets in before, measured, calculated bets, or yep. you follow these bets, which have been, you know, w- which we know Nate, you know, does that kind of work and you do that kind of work in the background and everything to make these picks and get those picks in and then just don't worry about it. You don't have to make a lot of picks. You just have to make, if you go three for four every week, you'll make money. Exactly. And if you do less bets with larger amounts, it's actually a better way to go because no matter what you do, if you go if you go 500 for the year, you won't end up with 500 or with exactly the amount of money you started. With. Right. Because every bet is going to have a vig on it for the for the sports book. That's why they are the sports book. It's like what mm-hmm. a bookie would do. Yeah. And so they're always going to make their money. So if you go 500, if you go 12 and 12 for the year, you're going to lose money in the end because of the VIG. So you need to actually win. So it's better to do less bets for more money and hit them than it is to say, oh, I want to have three bets in the morning. I want to have three bets in the afternoon. I want to have a parlay in the, in the evening and then bet on Monday Night Football. You know what? You can do two in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one over under like Nate's been doing and do very well in the NFL. College football, I know, is a little bit more volatile because you've got uh, such much more, much more disparity mm-hmm. between the teams. But as we saw with Oregon and Arizona last week, that doesn't always matter. Exactly. And so, <laughs> you know, they can, just, they, can just, they can just not show up. Yeah, and I, right? I, I think the Oregon one was a combination of Arizona actually getting good again, mm-hmm. because Arizona was, at the beginning of the year, was one of the favorites in the Pac-12 South. And so they just with their highs, well, their Heisman hopeful got hurt, and they, they it's summer, summer, Summerlin came in from Texas A and M, um, that got fired there. Uh, they didn't adjust to his system like they they, they had a, like it last year. More weeks. It, it did, and now they're playing 
lights out football like we saw last night against CU. Yeah, there you go. So you got a different. It's a different team. <laughs> it's you know? a different team. Yeah. In fact, I got to look at who they're playing next week because that might be <laughs> a lock. Another, another lock of the week. I, I tell you what, with the way they're playing right now, <laughs> it, I, it'd be hard to pick against them. But, it, it, you know, yes, it's better to be. It's better to have momentum than not. Right. right. Momentum just it matters. It changes the way you your perspective. It changes the way you feel about yourself. It's like going to give a presentation in sales. If you had a if you crush it that year, you're going up there and you're giving a presentation. You're all full of glee. If you and underperforming your yeah. numbers, you're not going to sound so good. And that's why I like watching state. Watching state quarterback is now in the Heisman race. Gardner Minshew is now up to the the uh, the fourth ranked player in the Heisman race. So he's played himself right into the race. right into the Heisman race. Outstanding. Well, you know, congratulations <laughs> to him. It's always fun to to kind of come out of nowhere and uh, compete for those things. Yeah. The, uh, the bonus bet for the NFL pick em here is the overs in the Packers and Pats game. What Boy, is the over? Packers and Pats. That is the night game. Of course it's a night game because Patriots, Patriots almost always play at night. Yeah. Um, it is over under is 56.5. So 57 points is needed. You would think that'll be easy with those two teams. Now, well, never think anything's easy, 50, but you said 50, 50, 50, 56.5, so 57 points. So what was a 31-28 game get you there? Well, you would think that would be a lock. You'd have to think it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has to score 17. That's a minimum I can see. Yeah. I can't imagine the Patriots, they're at home, so the Patriots are going to score at least 30. You'd that would think, put you at 47. That, that's, that's, you know, that puts you 10 points short. I mean, there's no such thing as a lock. But, right. And remember, when you do Nate's bets, the way he does the bets are $50 for each team game, right. 100 on the over-under over bet, which is yeah. the bonus bet. So, again, if you've been following these bets, you're making a lot of money. You're up, you're up at least like 800% on the year. So, uh, you know what? Throw these bets in. Do it with some confidence. Throw on a couple of two to three of JP's bets in college football, and uh, maybe you can have yourself a nice little nest egg to use to take your lady out on uh, Valentine's Day in February when you cash out. And uh, hopefully you are using an overseas account so that you're not paying taxes on this money. Uh, it's not going to be long before you're going to be paying taxes on every bet you make in sports as the sports books open up all over across America. So take advantage of it while you can. So, again, those bets are the Rams, the Lions, the Bears, and the Overs and the Packers and Pats game. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about in college football? I know I kind of jumped out there just to get the bets in. Right. There's, there's one more game out there, and someone on ESPN, the Bear, liked this one too to look at. Louisiana Tech, Mississippi State, 18th-ranked Mississippi State. Um, they have to go next week. They're going to have to go up against um, – they're, they're going to be looking ahead to this game. I know it for – got to look to see what it is. Oh, they, they get Alabama next week. So, so they're not prepared for this game, you're thinking? La Tech can score some points. La Tech 6-2. and two. It's a 23-and-a-half point spread or something. It's something ridiculous here. Let me Jeez. go back to the page. Uh, the point spread is um, – if you're uh, – oops. Oops, oops, oops. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, it's 23-and-a-half. 23 Mississippi State's favored by 23-and-a-half. I'll tell you what. This is a game Mississippi State might lay an egg in. Because they're playing Alabama next week, you're saying? Yeah. They're, they're going to be looking to head to Alabama. They're, and this game starts at 530 Mountain, which they'll be playing watching the scoreboard <laughs> because the Alabama game starts at 6 our time. So they're going oh, to be watching. Half an hour ahead. Yeah, they're, they're going to be watching that scoreboard like there's no tomorrow. Make no mistake about that. The Bear liked this one this morning. I was looking at this one last night going, boy, I tell you what, that's a big point spread, but La Tech can put that so on you. Help me out. Who's the Bear? 
Oh, the bear is the guy on college game day that sits there. He has a little sideboard. He's he's gone three and zero the past three weeks on his uh, on his picks. On his big picks. Okay. Yeah, right on. So this is an interesting game. Does Greasy's dad still announce, or is he retired? Oh, he's retired, but Greasy announces. Oh, Greasy does college now. Yeah. Because he does the Broncos preseason too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I do like Greasy as a commentator. I've, I thought he's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I know his dad was well loved. Oh his yeah, his dad was the one that I, I'll never forget. His dad, you know, falling in love with uh, AJ McCarron's. Uh, oh yeah, Alabama. He just he boy, he was just goopy yep. over her. Um, <laughs> and he could tell he's a Southern boy, right? It's yeah. like oh, that's a, that's a Southern type woman right there. So, yeah. Um, okay. Any other things about college? You know what? You have to give props to UCF here. They beat Temple. This was a game I almost wanted people to bet and bet the over because they hit the over, but temple, let's see here. Uh, temple did not cover the point spread in this one, which I was a little upset about. Uh, but now UCF is 21 straight wins, 21 straight wins. Wow. And all the wins came by scoring 30 or plus points. So they have not been held under 30 points in 21 games. And there was a little bit of a controversy last season in the NFL play or the a, uh, college football playoff, right? That the yes. USF didn't get a chance, even though they were undefeated. U- UCF. The USF is or a UCF. completely different Sorry. team that got rocked University by Central Houston. Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that was kind of a controversy, was it not? Like it was it, a controversy, but here's the thing. With the schedule that they play, they don't play anyone good enough to get them in that game. Which is why we need that eight-team playoff. Yeah, because so you that's, the that's one of the things. The so they actually, then, at that, at their stadium is called Spectre Stadium, S-C-P-T-C-R, whatever. Um, they actually have 2017 national champions up on the, the, the press <laughs> box there. So they did declare themselves the national champions because they were undefeated. But it's for me, it's like you got to go out there. Is this, there is, this is the biggest problem with Notre Dame right now. Their only quality win is Michigan. Is there still – do you still get a championship share of it if you get the voters, like the AP vote? Or is it all de- it, determined it's by the all, tournament it's, now? It's all the tournament now. You get the top I remember four like, in the like, tournament. Like, I remember like uh, Saving or, Saving or whoever was like at one year was like, oh, we don't care about that. We won the title. We won the title. Well, Joe Paterno got screwed because Tom Osborne decided to re- retire at Nebraska, and they gave – Nebraska got the full share of the title when they should have split with Penn State. But and Tom Osborne, was that? oh, that was back in '94. Oh, that's not what I'm thinking. Of. I think it was in the last couple of years. No, 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 no. But no, I mean, Tom Osborne. Oh, I'm going to retire, so they gave him both sides instead of that. Penn State's offense was scoring like thir- every 38 seconds they would score I mean, a point. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand the the I understand the uh, like the the reverence and things that you want to do, like the appreciation you want to show, you know, for certain things and, and for certain coaches and things like that. But why don't do it with a national title because now you're it's, ruining somebody else's career. Think about all those Penn State players that did, 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 did right. so much that year. And then like, what else do we do? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like we did everything. It was like the year that, uh, I, this was before, you know, before these other coaches got to these places, but when, uh, uh Ohio state lost to Michigan that one year, and it was the only game they lost, and yeah. because it was the last game of the season, they didn't get to go to the national title game, and they right. were by far the best team in college oh, football. They were. That was nineteen or two thousand. Uh, I mean, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. It was nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, probably. And uh, I just remember talking to uh, one of the guys that I worked under. Uh, he was a huge Ohio State fan, and he just felt like you know, he just was all over me for doing that. He loved it because I, I, you know, he was like, I, "That's exactly right." It's like, you know, they got screwed, and I was like, "Well, I just don't understand how it works." But that was before they had a playoff of any kind. Yeah, yeah, and. You just like you know that was also used to drive me crazy, and it still does now a little bit. That Notre Dame, you're just talking about them. Notre Dame doesn't even need to beat anybody to get ranked because they want them ranked. They want them ranked because of all the national presence and all the hype, and they're only a school of twelve thousand one hundred or four hundred people. But their people. fan base is massive. 
It's like the, the University entire of Denver has the same amount of students. <laughs> That's the funny part about that. But they don't play football, so they stopped that in go. the sixties. Yeah, but they but they sure can play. Some but there's there's still uh, there's still remnants yeah. of the football program around. What do you the, mean? The light towers at DU's old stadium are being used at Englewood High High, high School Stadium. Englewood High School oh, they, Stadium. Oh, like they moved them to their. Yeah, stadium? they move. They put the light towers up at oh, Englewood Stadium. Good for them. At yeah, least they, maybe it's, it's, it's one of the because I drive past it a lot going down that way because uh, my neurologist is right down there, so I go right past down. I was gonna say right you down drive, drive down from here, you gotta go by there to go to your house, right? So no, nah, it depends which way you go. But yeah, they're right there. Oh, it's it's old, big old structure towers with only a couple of lights. It's funny, but it's still the kind there. of lights that you have to turn on like an hour before you want them <laughs> to actually be bright, you know. Oh, so uh, you know, we we heard back from Nate here. He's at breakfast. Nate, enjoy your yeah. breakfast. Drink a Bloody Mary. Yeah, at least a few. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta give you know, yeah. Joanna gave me credit for uh, for calling it that they were not going to be able to get up in time. <laughs> that uh, Joanna, where's your smack talk? I'm I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> looking to my left. I don't see anybody. You know what? It's just you know it, you, 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 it, it is a, it is a hard commitment to do a show every week at the same it, time. It really is. And it is. we've been doing Saturday morning for at least two years now. For two, because we started at Sundays. Right. It used to be Sundays. And it's hard. Man. It's hard. It's, there are, there's a lot of days. People don't realize that sometimes you're like, you know, you go out on a Friday night, you have to be thinking, I can't drink too much. I can't party yeah. too late. I can't do too much because I got to go home and be able to get up and be at least somewhat sharp. I mean, yeah. I, 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 we might be dull overall, but you know, we can, <laughs> but we can try to sound as sharp as we can sound yeah. uh, and not be too... Because, you know, after working a long week and yeah. you know, everything else, it's like, you know, this is everybody else wants to sleep in on Saturday morning. That's kind of like the big joy. And it, but, we, we don't do that. <laughs> well, hey, on the East Coast, sleeping in, they're, are, they're up by the time we start the show. That's true, because it was really nice yeah, to start at 11 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, 11 o'clock, you know, that's, that is – but then, of course, the downside of that is – I mean, I even have the problem sometimes Saturdays now where the show from 9 to 11 – about an hour of time afterwards, like breaking things down and whatever else, and then maybe going to the gym or going to the grocery store or whatever. By the time you, before you do much, it's like it's two o'clock. Oh and yeah, you're like holy cow, two o'clock. I get off work at three thirty on a day if I got off on time. Yeah. So it's like, my gosh, I'm already at the time where I'm getting off work, you know, and, and you haven't done anything for the whole day. I mean, this is doing something, but you know yeah. what I mean. You haven't done any of your own stuff. Your own stuff. You, you haven't know? got to your stuff. And uh, so I think people don't always appreciate how hard that is. Like. Uh, I've got some friends that are big time golfers and mm-hmm. I've golfed very little this summer because I, once. I mean, I, I don't golf on Sunday during the football season because, well, I don't get up. Sunday is the only day I get to sleep in. And when yeah. I say by sleeping in, I sleep in until like eight, right. but that is, I mean, I get up at five forty-five, so that is sleeping in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, I, uh, I was so sick on Thursday and I don't know if I was actually sick, if it was allergies or if it was a combination of allergies. I've been clogged up like there's no tomorrow for the past three days. It's been bad the whole year, right? Yeah. I mean, but I think, I think going out to New Jersey, I think like really wore me out and I didn't have a oh, chance yeah, to yeah. ever get any rest uh, this last week. And then it's been like wall to wall, walking into work until the second I walk out, it's like this, need, we need this, 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 this today, this today, this today, just craziness. And I think I just maybe hit exhaustion level or whatever. I was almost at that point last night. Nate even looked at me when we were at, we were sitting at the West End. Yeah, at you look tired at dinner. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you're tired, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm worn out, man. Well, when you told me that you guys only made it until 10:45, that was really. You guys only probably went to the bar for another hour. Yeah, we weren't there long. Yeah, so it just goes to show you, right? Now, now they may have drank it back at Nate's house. Oh, I'm sure they late did. into the night, you know, which, I'm, which I'm guessing probably did happen. But that's why I kind of had to stay away from that whole thing. Cause I'm like, uh, no, I don't need to get loaded. And I also am to the point now where if I get really drunk because I drink so little anymore that I it ruins my whole weekend. Yeah. And so it's like, you know what? I'll have a beer. 
That's about it. And yeah, I, you know, I didn't even do old. that. I did. I had my car and I was tired. I was like, if I have my Jeep <laughs> and I'm, t- I don't even touch it. Yeah. You and know. you know, on the drive home, when I was completely sober, yep. I didn't have anything to drink at dinner last night. And uh, three times I had cops right behind me. I mean, oh yeah. You know, it, 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 it's just not worth the risk. It, it isn't, and especially with the, with the way they changed the DUI laws in this state. Like, uh, you know, point I, one or point oh one. <laughs> well, it's, you can go uh, a point zero five is driving while influenced now. Right under the influence. Not under the in- driving okay. while influence. So there's actually a oh, lower one. Another law. Yeah. So point oh. oh eight is you're driving under your your DUI. Point oh five is DWI driving while influence. And then the DWAI is what point oh one to point oh five. Something like that with, with driving while ability impaired. Ability impaired. My buddy N- got that one. And now if you get a second DUI, it's felony DUI. And you could go up to jail for a year, and they took – here's the big thing. They took away the statute of limitations on, on like, if you had a DUI seven, eight years ago, you, it wouldn't show up. Oh, right. I met a off. guy. I was talking to a guy somewhere playing foosball. He had a DUI 22 years ago. They counted the one he just got as his second DUI. Wow. So 22 years later – He's now a repeat offender. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you shouldn't drive drunk. You shouldn't drive drunk. There's too many, the, too many options out somebody. there. Yeah. There's too yeah, many, you got drink, Uber, you got Lyft, you, you got, got anything. Bike, bus. I mean, there's so you many. You can call options. me. I'll give you a ride home for 30 bucks. There you go. <laughs> but you know, it's like, uh, you think about that before you go somewhere. Yeah. Like if I take my have car. Your, have your own plan. I've you already get, decided yeah. I'm not going to be drinking. Exactly. If, if I, like, like everybody knows, if I have my keys in my Jeep, I ain't drinking unless yeah. I'm leaving it somewhere. Yeah, you know, and, and for me, it stems from an uh, episode I had when I lived in Boulder years ago, but I drove home drunk, and I don't, I mean, I literally was, I blacked out. It was only, yeah. I've only blacked out, I think, twice in my life. I've never been a big-time drinker, but we didn't have anything to eat. A friend was in town. We went straight to the bar after work. I hadn't had lunch. I didn't have dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't drink that disaster. much. I had like four or five uh beers at the at the oasis used to love that oh place. that place was awesome I, I couldn't believe they shut that place yeah. down um how are they not making money when that place was packed every that, friday and saturday the rent for that place was astronomical oh, that makes sense it was a huge oh, place God, remember how big that place was and then they uh, that's like is that where the uh the, the hotel didn't take that over right then that nativ or whatever Ooh, it's called I, 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 I haven't i haven't been With that part of boulder no. I haven't been to that part of Boulder in so long. Yeah. Like when I go to Boulder, I'm going to see you up at Folsom to pick up something from the athletic office, or I'm on over where the North Face shop is and the where Crossroads Mall used to be and all those new shops. Yeah. The only places I only place I drink in Boulder at all in, in years now is either the Boulder Brewery before a softball game mm-hmm. or uh, Sanitas when Sanitas. they have like uh, like uh, wedding receptions where you yep. take a cab home. Um, anyway, uh, you know, and not to sound like fuddy duddies. I mean, we've, we've all done our stuff, but I tell oh, you yeah. what, when I drove home, and I woke up the next morning. I didn't know how I'd gotten home. And I went downstairs and I saw my car. And I went, who drove us home? And they were like, and it's like, oh, we took the bus. I don't know how you got home. You disappeared. And it's like, and then my buddy was like, oh, yeah, you called me. Like, you know, everybody told you you shouldn't drive. And you were t- talking about how you were able to make it home. And yeah. I'm like, I, just, I, I would never do something stupid like that. But it, you're drunk and blacking out. You don't do anything smart. So right, exactly. you know what? I went out and looked at my car and looked for blood. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I want to make sure I didn't hit somebody on the way home. I and it's that scary, it's that scary thought in the back of your head. Did I do something? You know, did I, did hit, I ruin someone's life? Yeah. You know? Did I hit a car, you know, by accident? Did I sideswipe yeah. somebody? And that's all it took for me. And I was yeah. like, okay, from now on, if you're driving, you're not drinking. And it's a good or, standard. I mean, I, and don't get me wrong. I'll have a drink or two. Yeah. But I also am like, it's one drink per hour. And at my body mass, one drink per hour is not going to get me very inebriated. Yeah. But I may even drink less than that. Yeah. Because why, exactly. take, why take the risk that you're saying? A point oh two, 
still going to pay, you know, still lose your license for six months and pay $1,500, you know, for a lawyer and whatnot. I said, yeah, just why? Just $30 for a lift is a lot cheaper. Well, and, and the whole cost, when you break it all down with the classes and everything else, I mean, you're looking at 10 grand. Right. I mean, they, 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 they've done what they wanted to do. Yes. They made it such an unappealing option mm-hmm. that it's better to go blow money on the cab. Yeah. Right. So, and now that you got Lyft and Uber, you don't have to wait for cabs anymore. You, you don't. I had my, when I got to the airport, uh, the Uber was only 38 bucks from the airport to my door. And he was already yeah. outside. And then, I walked off the plane, got my luggage, walked right down to the Uber and got and right on. Right there, that's cheaper than parking, yeah. paying for the parking structure, <laughs> you know? And, like, and they've even made that kind of painful now because now I used to take it the bus, like the Skyride, and I still yeah, do you, most yeah. of the time. But now you have to pay for the parking. Oh boy. You used to be able to park in the parking garage. You didn't pay anything. That's that's what I was trying to figure out yeah. before I left. Like two eighteen a day. Oh jeez. And I mean, I, you know, like yeah, it's only two dollars eighteen cents. But, but still, hey, I'm going home for Christmas. I'm going to be home for like nine days. Yeah. Well, twenty bucks for parking plus the ten or the thirteen dollars each way for the bus. Wow. So now I'm almost at the cost where it's almost worth parking at the airport. Exactly. Or like you say, take an Uber. Take an right? Uber. So. Um, Anyway, sorry I got on tangents there. We like uh, tangents. We do like tangents. I do want to just review a little bit about the uh, about baseball. I won't yeah. go too crazy in depth. Uh, we did talk about first of all, congratulations to the Boston Red Sox. Yes, congratulations to the Red well-earned Sox. Well-earned victory, four to one, I think but, was the but, final. But don't uh, but don't throw beer cans at the the the, uh, the actual trophy. <laughs> did they do that? You didn't see that? Oh, I don't. They I broke the trophy. I, I did not watch Sunday's game at all. I literally did not watch one. No, pitch. it was the parade. Uh, the parade oh, I was later. on parade on Wednesday. They, somebody because oh, they've been watch that. they've been throwing beers. Korak, the, the manager, actually got a beer on him. Somebody threw an open beer, and he he had the guy arrested. But they threw a beer up to one guy who was trying to catch it, and it just went right through the back of the trophy. So I had to, uh, they had to fix the trophy. Broke, broke the little flag. Yeah. Uh, now, they were throwing it to the player. That's, a little, that's, that's okay. That's but, okay. But, but you know, like, seriously, guys, really, you have to do all that? I, mean, I know. Oh, like, they didn't have enough to drink. It, yeah. After, after that parade victory. was, like, 8 in the morning. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I don't like to criticize day drinking because no, I go wait, to Vegas. And that's hey, there's do, nothing, so. nothing wrong with day drinking. <laughs> hey, we got, college, but, we got a whole day of college football. I, I know. So now I'm going to ask you a real serious question here. Yeah. Do you, manager of, of the Dodgers, Dave Roberts, right? Right, uh-huh. right? Do you think he got outmanaged in this series and he, his managerial skills were a little questionable, especially with pitching Kershaw? One and five or one and four? Yeah, one and five. One and five. I think it was, yeah, it was one, yeah. And, one and five. Um, I, so I think Dave Roberts is an exceptional manager. I think he is too. In fact, I mean, they got to the World Series twice. They hadn't mm-hmm. been to the World Series since 1988. Yeah. They'd come close in the NLCSs and always lost the Cubs, mm-hmm. to, the, to mm-hmm. the Phillies, to whoever. Uh, and now the back-to-back, I mean, I, I, in the World Series, two of his three years or both of his years. I can't remember. I, I mean, well, it's either in. two or three or both of his yeah, years. So, I mean, at the very least, he's two out of three whenever they got the that Mattingly guy out of there. Exactly. And <laughs> Mattingly, I was not a fan of. Everybody no, knows that. I, I wasn't either. That's the only thing that I really had a problem with was the Kershaw thing. And I felt like you saw how he pitched in game two. Mm-hmm. When he didn't have the adrenaline, when he didn't have the pressure, he was amazing. And he was pretty good in game five, even though he gave up those two early runs. He was good up until they left him in a little bit too long, but the bullpen were, yeah. sh- well, sh- were shattered at that point. Yeah, they were shellacked. Um, but there's a lot of things that he can't control. And one of them was, there was a lot of criticism of him bringing in Madsen when Baez was the one that was pitching well. Yeah. Like, she got those the two other... batters, you know. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, like he had said, all year long, Madsen was that guy. Right. Baez wasn't that guy. Baez was just, and ended up being great in the playoffs. He wasn't as great in the regular season. Right. Not to say he wasn't a good pitcher in the regular season. Right. 
but he wasn't dominant. He wasn't that dominant man that like Madsen when in that situation. And Madsen had been his go-to bringing him to get in the, to strike a guy out to get out of an inning kind of guy, mm-hmm. and he just didn't have it in the World Series. He didn't. He didn't. It just happens, right? I mean, it's just it's just it's just life. It's just playing sports. And the other thing that I did not get enough play that I thought was critically important was Kenley Jansen blew two games. He did. He gave up a home run in the eighth inning in that game that ended up going 18 innings. Yep. Sure, they still won that game, but that was huge. It was huge. That was, to win that game in the, in, in the style that they had played in the nine innings. He threw a been, meatball, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as crazy is, the two batters before that, he had absolutely made it look silly. Yes. It was just that, you know what? It's just this year, what's been different this year for him than other years is that he does throw that meatball sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know if his finger doesn't quite get on there, if it's the heart condition thing that he's kind of got a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he gets like a weird beat in the middle of a pitch and he just it breaks his concentration. I mean, that can happen. It can. And that, but that blew, blowing that and then blowing the game when they, you know, they should have won the other one when they were up, what, four to nothing or whatever to start with. Four, and then, yeah, it was four to nothing. You know, he they, comes yeah. in and gets at that game-tying home run. And they, right before that, I think it was Madsen gave it the home run right before yeah. that. And you've got Puig sitting there. You know, you could see on Puig's face. And he was just like, my God, I hit a three-run home run. I put this game to bed. And yeah. we're supposed to be the best I, pitching I, team. I remember that, that look on his face. It was yeah. just, you I felt mean, so was, bad. When he, yeah, when he, when he <laughs> fell to his knees cause he's, or crouched because he was just like, oh, man, we're going to lose, you know. And so the pitching failed them. The pitching did not do what it did during the regular season yeah. or down the stretch there. And so I don't blame Dave Roberts for that. I think that I, I, I disagreed also with his – penchant for removing play people so quickly to playing the matchups at the bat. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think he's got players that are enough, enough talent to not do that mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to leave these six guys in their period because they're the guys who started yeah. and I'll take them out in the eighth inning or something like that. And I'll save that for the, he also did it a lot of times in my opinion, too early. Yes. He would yeah. say, oh, I'm going to play the matchup. This is a left-hander, and he's better against this that, guy. And that's the thing, because I, I, you know, I questioned, you know, game one when I saw um, Bellinger was, he was like, well, they've been doing that all year. It's like, right. man, I, I'd want my best players in for the World Series no matter what. It, it feels like that, right. I mean, um, what is this? Fucking hell, Michelle is at the farm. Oh, that's our old boss. I got a weird text. Sorry. Oh, boy. I couldn't figure out what that meant, but our old boss at the farmer's market, he ran into her. Um, anyway. So I I don't I'm not mad at Roberts. I just wish he had waited on save those batters for right. when you had a pitcher coming up when you had two men on base and that was a big big problem the Dodgers had in the uh, both the NLCS and the World Series even though yeah. they won the NLCS was hit, runners in scoring position didn't yeah. hit well mm-hmm. didn't get good averages no they and, had terrible averages you know I I don't I don't have a solution for that I don't know what you do to fix that um, but. Uh, well, that thing is way up there on there. I guess it doesn't. It sounds fine. Um, oh, that's just my bass level. Gotta get the bass. Yeah. Gotta boom, get bada the boom, bass. Bada boom. So, is, you know, yeah. congrats, congrats to the Red Sox. <laughs> Sorry for the Dodgers. Yeah. Not angry. The Dodgers made it to the World Series back-to-back years. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. It I, is. You got to appreciate what you've you, gotten. You it's just painful because you want that World Series you want victory. The, you, you want that victory. But you know what? They've got a core of young, talented they players. And they're going to get Seager back next year. Yep. And, they, and who knows who they're going to pick up in the offseason. Exactly. You uh, signed Kershaw. Kershaw got re-signed for yeah. three more years. He's not 93? going anywhere. Yep. $93 million for three years. He said that he wants to prove the doubters wrong. He wants to win a World Series with the Dodgers. That's why he stayed. And I, and I, I, I love that. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. You, I want, you want, your I want ace him to saying retire. <laughs> I want him to retire as a Dodger. Yeah, I don't want him to be the ace next year. I want him to be the number two. He should be the number two. And I think he'll be a. I think he will be the best number two pitcher in baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you have, I mean, obviously this is depending on 
Bueller coming back and having a great year yeah. again and having Rio be healthy all year. They they need to sign a starter in the offseason yeah. or 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 promote Urias to that, and then they could probably go from there and keep Rich Hill. But um, yeah. no no anger, no problems. Great work by Roberts. Uh, not a, a few decisions I disagreed with, but nothing. I am not going to sit there and say he he cost this game the way I've heard a lot of people, a lot of fans saying they get, should fire him and stuff. No, he don't can't be ridiculous. That's stupid. Yeah, that you know what they're playing. <laughs> he's playing the averages. Yeah, and that is what got you to the World Series. And so, that's what we do anymore yeah. with when Billy Bean created Moneyball and you know the analytics yeah. and that's and what we've been doing. We don't know how much of a directive he's given by the front office. Exactly. They might say no, no, no. You're going to follow this and this, this and this plan. This. You can make the decision on the pitcher, but you, but you're going to do this and this. I mean, you know, they do they do have a boss. They do. They are they not do. the boss. You know, they they're the boss they, of the team. They have to the answer boss. to someone. You know, they're not the, exactly. they're the boss of the players, but they have to answer to someone. Like a coach has to answer <laughs> to the AD, right? Yep. You've got to answer to someone. So, uh, but anyway, again, great season. Uh, you know, excited for next year. Going to have a really good core. They're very young. It's a great team. I, I don't have a thing. I don't think there'll be a problem with them getting back to the World Series. Uh, no, I don't think. So. I don't think so either. So. You know, I was impressed when they beat Milwaukee in seven. It was I seven, was right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think Milwaukee will be back. I don't um, either. Milwaukee will have a better starting staff next year, but they won't have the same bullpen. Yeah, that bullpen and is not going to be the same. I don't think the hitting will be quite as timely. So uh, the Phillies, the Braves are both going to take big steps forward. Yep. I think uh, the uh, the Cubs obviously are good. Uh, the Pirates or the uh, the Pirates could make a jump next year. Nationals, I think, are going to go down. Uh, oh, Giants, yeah. I think, are going to have another year of rebuilding. Padres, of course. Um, Rockies and Diamondbacks also could take a step forward. So yeah. there's a bright future for the National League. We got there, there is some, there matchups, is. some good matchups. Yep. We only got a few minutes left here, uh, about three. Um, so I think we should probably hit on call or on on NFL a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so just real quick on the Broncos. Uh, would you fire Vance Joseph at this point, or would you just let him ride out the season? Um, if he hangs with the Texans and goes into the bye week, I think you have to keep him. Okay. If they get blown out by the Texans, then they got a really big decision to make. Do you think trading Demarius Thomas was an acknowledgement of the season being over, or was that simply saying we think Sutton's a better player? I think that's them saying Sutton's a better player. And they also have, remember, they have the kid out of Penn State, the right. rookie, too. Been playing great. Yeah. yeah. So, so I – Got too many receivers and not enough receiving slots. Yeah, and and, and DT's old. He you got to remember, he's old. He's, he's like thirty-one, I think. Yeah, but he's not he, old, old, but he's older. About, but they were talking on the radio about how he's about thirty pounds lighter, twenty-five pounds lighter than when he came into the league. Yeah. He's not a big physical receiver anymore. Exactly, he's not. And he doesn't have the. Speed. He never really had top-end speed. He never had top. End he was speed. fast, but he wasn't top. Yeah. Was he Georgia or Georgia Tech or where uh, he played? Marius was. Uh, it sounds like for some reason I'm going to say Georgia. Yeah, I think it was Georgia. McDaniels seemed to like this SEC a lot. Yeah, he drafted yeah. a lot of those McDaniels guys. likes the SEC, like and he still does. <laughs> who's Sean Moreno play? Who, who, who was he playing for? No, Sean Moreno was uh, Georgia. Was he Georgia? He might have been Georgia. Because I, uh, boy, I mean, look at uh, uh look look at uh look at um look at uh, uh who'd you call it uh, uh <laughs> the hell is his name? The former coach you just said. McDaniels. Yeah, McDaniels. Sony Michelle out of Georgia. <laughs> oh, is he out of Georgia too? Yeah, and he's up in the Patriots right now. Yeah, so see, you know, yeah, just you know, he's got he's got an obsession, but you know, guy's an offensive guru, and uh, yeah, I do think that if he ends up going somewhere, he'll be good. But I think he's staying. I think the reason he backed out of was it Indy? Um, I think it was where he's going to go. He backed out because I think he thinks Belichick probably told him he's going to retire in a few years, and they'll I, give McDaniel's a shot at, at, at holding the Patriots. I'd say that's a probably good assumption. So we'll pretty pretty happens. tight assumption, but you know, I, I think for right. 
right now, I don't think they can fire Vance Joseph. You're at a point where if you're going to fire him, they would have had to do it two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, Hugh Jackson just got fired, now. and um, and the offensive coordinator over there. Yeah, that uh, was weird. <sighs> there's a lot of stuff in that Browns front office that just needs to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. I hate saying it. I think it's just time to, to turn the page thing. And yeah, I feel bad it, for you because you he's could, the one who built them back up to having a good talent. Exactly. They have good talent. But they do there. have a terrible record still. They still do. I just think they only win one. Niners and the Raiders, you know, yeah. they're all just terrible. Okay, so just give your your pick quick. So Rams, Saints, who wins? Rams. I agree. Packers versus Patriots, who wins? Packers. I think that, I think I agree with you. I think the Packers are going <laughs> to – I think it's going to be a surprise. I think the I Patriots think it, are going to yeah. take them a little bit And they're going to hit the over. Yep, I do think the over is going to hit. Uh, let's see. DT will be facing the Broncos this weekend. Does he uh, have how many drops and how many touchdowns? Oh, he'll have one touchdown on about three key drops. Two touchdowns, zero drops to rub it in the Broncos' face. Uh, Steelers-Ravens, who wins that game? I like the well, – I like uh, the uh, – Ravens. I'm, I'm going to go with my first thought. I, I was going to say – I was gonna. I, I almost backed out and said the Steelers. It's it's in Baltimore. I like the Ravens. I'll contrary you. I, I will go with the Steelers. I think it's time for the Ravens to go down and go there and get uh, Lamar Jackson in there. All right, we're about out of time. So visit us on thesportsoffensive.com. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Have a great weekend. Watch some college football. Offensive.